Hey everybody, uh, thank you for listening to Mongo's House. Um, today's episode is with a comic that I met named Albert, and it's, um, it's one of those conversations that I kind of wanted to build Mongo's House around, which was people that I meet, people that I bring into my home, um, and just getting to know them. And so... The conversation uh, was really great. I I really got to know this person that I'd seen in the comedy clubs. Um, And uh, I found out that, you know, he's a a counselor for for children, that he worked in in, um, juvenile halls, uh, and that, um, you know, that he's uh, just just a really cool person. And so... Um, I want to thank all of you who have reached out to me and told me that you're listening to the podcast, that you're wondering where the next one's coming from, uh, who's going to be on it. Um, please subscribe, like, and share, and tell people about the podcast. Tell them what you love about it. And um, with no further ado, here's my friend Albert. We are in Mongo's house with Albert. Welcome, buddy. What's going on, man? I appreciate this. This is an awesome setup opportunity. Bring, bring me into your home, dude. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Yeah, the the uh, whole purpose of the of this podcast was just to be able to have um, like local comics have something that that way people can get to know us. Yeah, I remember you uh, bringing it up the other day. Yeah, a few weeks ago, actually. Um, yeah, way to kind of cross, I guess, expose audiences and and uh, people who who do listen to this kind of introduce me, you, other comics to uh, you know other people and just get familiar. So when we do have you know booking shows, it's like oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah, and and my thing is that I I just try and get to know you. you yeah, know I mean, I mean, everybody's got cool stories. No, it's so yeah. much fun to just get together and and. Um, you know, I think like a lot of times you get uh, you have these conversations that happen outside the club. You know, and you're like, "Oh, that was like that. Oh, like exactly. that story that happened, yeah, yeah. and this and that." And and um, like it's it's just kind of cool to be able to to capture it and go back on it and and uh, and just be able to get to know people. You know what I mean? No, definitely. Even with I mean, just the form itself. I mean, the setup with it. It's I mean, me personally, like. After after shows, I don't spend too much time hanging out, talking, chit chatting, or or even before shows. Just my anxiety is just like through the roof, and sometimes I can't come out of my shell enough to like just come and hang out at times. Mm-hmm. So when you approached me, I was just like, "Oh shit, this is this is an opportunity." You know, there's an opportunity yeah. to get out of that comfort zone and you know step up and you know get to know other people and well i've actually been talking to people stories and stuff. Yeah. i've been talking to people um about this podcast and i was like i was like yeah i'm recording one tonight uh, with the with a comedy in albert and and so a lot of the guys are like so who's this guy like what's about i'm like i really don't know <laughs> i was like I, he's got a great look about him like you know what i mean like i just and and that's the thing like i uh i think when i when i every time i've seen you I've always been like, dude, I want to, I like, I just want to like you, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to be like, right, like, 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 I can be friends with this guy, you know what I mean? Here, like, you know, yeah. at least I look likable, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I start speaking or something. <laughs> say, say something offensive or off color, but. 
And so um, the the thing was is I was just like I don't I don't know how this podcast is gonna go. Like I'm hoping it goes great. I hope, we, I, hope I get to find out more about you because I remember that you had told me that you um, or maybe it's your comedy that said that you live with your in laws. Yeah, living, is it, living with my father in law. With your father in law. Yeah, my father in law's house. Um, married so, for two years, about two and a half years. Been with my wife for seven. And we have a 10-month-old. So oh, wow. Right around... Uh, actually, we moved in to get like extra support and stuff with, mm. the, uh, with the baby. And we moved in just about a year ago this time. But previously, we were living up in the mountains. We were living in Mount Baldy. And then, uh, oh, okay. And then uh, Wrightwood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right there. Basically on the backside of the mountain. So we went from living in to the forest, seeing all kinds of crazy-ass animals, like... Just bear, deer, all kinds of reptiles, snakes, tarantulas. Dude, it was just like... <laughs> so so you kind of have that with your beard and everything. You kind of have a yeah. bit of a mountain man yeah, kind of... Yeah, it does fit. You know, I'm just not, you know, growing so, a beard. I started growing it, actually, growing it out when uh, living up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it gets cold, so I'd spend a lot of time outside just, you know, sitting around or working on a project or two, and it gets chilly. <laughs> What uh, what made you move up that way? I've always been real, not connected, but uh, had an affinity towards nature. Grew surfing um, as a kid. Went camping every summer, whether it's down at the beach, Yosemite. Uh, do I remember going to Lake? Ch- was it Chaku- Chakuma? I forgot the name of it. I don't it, know. I it's don't like it, it's somewhere like it by uh, like Central California a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I do it. That's it's totally bugging me. Can't say it anymore. Um, Chikuma. No, that's not it. <laughs> Anyways, so spent a lot of time. I was in the Boy Scouts. Went backpacking all the time up in the uh, up in the Sierras by uh, Bishop and um, so I went that way. right out of high school. I ended up going um, backpacking. Yeah, yeah, and what? so um, we or went. How? To, we went, yeah. <laughs> so um, I used to date this girl um, who. I found out like probably like two and a half months in that um, she was on like severe brain medication, oh, wow. and she was like fucking uh, she's she was she was slow. Okay, like okay. that was one thing. But her parents were backpackers, and so I was real. I was still real good friends with the family. Okay, and so I remember going over to her house and I was like, "Hey, like I'm going on this trip. Um, I bought a backpack." And I was going to go with a couple of people, and they were like, bring your bag over, we're going to pack your bag. And I was like, okay, because I didn't know that there's different ways to pack a bag. Like, guys pack the weight high, Mm -hmm. girls low. So I was going with a friend of mine named Amy Olson and her boyfriend, and we were going to go up and pack for, I think it was like four or five days in the the Sierras. And so I go over there, I, I bring my bag, and... Dude, I get excited hearing about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So this is awesome. So, so they, I bring everything over, and they're like, "Get the fucking cans out of here! You can't bring (laughs) cans." And I was like, "Okay." So they're telling me what to bring. I put all the stuff. They pack everything in. My bag probably weighs about fifty pounds, fifty-five pounds. But I was like in high school, six two, three ten. Okay. So I, I could carry the weight without any problem. So it was a light bag for you. Yeah. (laughs) So. we have our food. We have everything packed up. We we roll out. We get up to Bishop. Uh, we get our day pass and we head off. And so Amy, uh, we probably hiked. I want to say we took off at like 
like right around like eight or nine in the morning. Okay. And we hiked and she started getting these really bad bruises on her hips. Yeah. So her bag wasn't packed right or something. Was it what, so, something wasn't being carried or something? Yeah. Right or it wasn't resting right on her hips or body or something. So we had we had to hike up, drop our bags, go down, what? get her, and I would carry her bag up to the neck because she just couldn't. She couldn't. So you got double duty. Yeah. Whoa. And so, and we would we did this a few times. Um. And so, <laughs> dude, I think we elevated, I can't even remember now. I know there was a six. Did she really, like, I, have, like, I don't know, pain, or was she just, like, she pulled tired? No, she pulled <laughs> her, get them to carry. like, she pulled her, her like, the, the top ridge of her pant down oh, wow. to expose her hip, and, bro, it was, like, already purple. Whoa. And so it was bad. Okay. Um, so so we were fighting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, this wasn't just, <laughs> I don't want to go any further. Like, no, this is not what was happening. And so um, I think we went up to Twin Lakes. Yeah. And then we went past Twin Lakes, and there was like a Lincoln Lake or something that was back that way or something like that. I don't know the name of the lake that's back there, but yeah. So we went to that back lake. And that back lake... Um, we, we came up, there was a huge rock and then it had this like great little like shore. And so I'm sitting there and we're like, this is where we're going to pack up. <laughs> like they get their stuff set up. I set my, my tent up. Um, and then I start fishing and so I'm fishing and I bring in, um, all these little brown trout, the brown trout are like no more than probably five inches, Okay, you know? And so I keep throwing them back. Because I'm, I'm gonna get a big, like I'm looking for You're a like, big fish. I need, bit, I need more. Than yeah, that, five inches. So I'm, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't need like an above average penis size <laughs> fish. Like, <laughs> I, I have my minimum. It needs to be a minimum of. I know what average is, exactly. and I need, you know, I don't need a way. I need something that's way above that. <laughs> so anyway, so I go and I, um, I, I end up, keep, I keep, I must have pulled in probably about seven of these things. And so I, I go, all right, I'm going to keep one. So I keep, and I had a creel. Okay. And so uh, for those that don't know what a creel is, it's a bag that you can have water flow in and out of. Right. And so I stuck that in there, closed it. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there and uh, Amy's boyfriend shows up and he's like, so you catch anything? I'm like, yeah, I caught these little brown trout. I kept throwing them back. Well, I, I have one in there and I look and my creel's gone. I don't know where it's at. And so I had tied it to this, uh, to a, a fishing uh, or like a, a leader. Okay. So when I pull it in, there's like this big old murky cloud. It just wouldn't drop into. Crawdads, bro. Crawdads had like literally what? were in there eating my fish, right? Oh, no, I take it back. It was just on the line. And so when I pulled it, I saw these crawdads. So then I grabbed the creel. I... I gut the fish, throw one in there, put a rock in, tie it to the to yeah, the yeah. creel, and I throw it in there. I wait until I can't see anything, right? I can't find the creel, can't find it. I don't see it's just all black. Yank that thing up as fast as I can. I pull out fifty six crawdads. Whoa! We end up boiling. We're fucking eating crawdads like thinking, it was yeah. so good. It was like little mini lobsters. Out how to get something going. We had we had the little pots. 
Dude, we ate so many crawdads that weekend, and, and like I, had, I think I had lemon pepper in my bag. So we were eating trout and crawdads. It was so good. That stuff's just it. Not only just picking up food that way, but also to just the uh, just for me, like peace and quiet. Just the the nature. It, it's just you know quiet. You just hear the wind, or you know maybe a fellow like hike or something like you know yelling or. Is this where we shit? Like, you know. <laughs> every once in a while you'll hear that. And then the, just the pristine, just the beauty and all that. Like the mountains and nature. It's just like. We didn't see anybody the whole time we were up there. See, that's awesome. Yeah, we, we could have. I mean, been. I like people and all, but. Yeah, no, that, that was the, that was the best. Like we could, we didn't see anybody. It was just, we literally were in paradise. Yeah. You know what I mean? On that little lake. Yeah, that's. And I've, I've never, I've never been back. Like I've gone up to uh, with my friend's campsite for, and dude, we've we've taken <laughs> stupid amounts of beer up there, yeah. um, and just yeah, had a blast. But um, but yeah, that 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 hiking trip was something something great because you there was an intimacy with the forest. Okay, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. There was an intimacy with the with nature that you didn't you just can't you can't get it yeah you know because you're so far away like you know like okay shit goes down it's just real we're fucked yeah like there's nothing around there's some like, real shit yeah and even coming out of it you you know just that I don't know survival type of like vibe or just you know hey you know I was out there I was able to hang and granted you know you bring your own like supplies and whatnot but you're not living out there for like months on end but, you know, you took a break from all the, the other gadgets and just noise, basically. Not just, like, actual noise, but, like, you know, mental noise and responsibilities and schedules and boom, 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 boom. It's, like, take a break and... I think everybody settle. should go and at least... I'm trying to think where the heck we went. My girlfriend and I went... Um, we went... Uh, her, her parents went... Uh, uh, a um, RV, like a fifth wheel. Okay, yeah. And we went, I think we went up to, it was, it was like mid, mid state. And, um, dude, the, the Milky Way, like we saw the Milky Way and there was just like, <laughs> like that's why it's called the Milky Way. Like, and you, like being a city kid, like you just, yeah, you don't see anything. It's no, like, I, dude, I can, if I go outside and I see like the, the, Big Dipper, right? Or, yeah. or Ryan's or Ryan. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, it's a clear night. Mm-hmm. Ah, fuck you. Like, <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? Like, there's, it's not a clear night. You get out to, uh, you know, anywhere outside the cities and stuff. It's just like, what the fuck is all that shit? We're just so amazing. It just appears, you know. Yeah, and and it just looks like milk smeared across mm-hmm. the sky. Yep. And you're just like, dude, those are just so many stars. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of pictures. I haven't been there yet, but uh, Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree is mm-hmm. a I've heard and seen just from just internet pictures of there's some insane just footage and just imagery of, of the Milky Way on, on certain nights and out in the desert and stuff. There's, there's nothing out there. So when the wind blows, it just takes everything out. Oh, yeah. just, you can see. Satellites are a trick when I see those. You ever see those? They're just, uh, you just see a, a, like a light star just kind of hanging and just gradually yeah. moving. I, so when I was a kid, I remember going to uh, the Grand Canyon. Dude, that place. And I <laughs> swear on everything, dude, we saw, like, UFOs. Now, 
I'm not saying they were aliens. I've never experienced anything like that yet. But they were fucking aliens. <laughs> and so what it was, is there was like this, we saw this light. It was my dad and I. And we saw this light over a ridge. And so um, the light ended up, from our perspective, it looked like it went, it was, it was, moving at a steady pace. Okay. And then it stopped. And then I would say that we were looking at it from maybe what appeared to maybe like a mile away. All right. Okay. And it moved from its current location <laughs> to, I would say a 15 degree, like a 15 degree uh, shot in a second, like it was just just like that, just boom. And then I saw it, and it went straight up, <laughs> and then it was gone. And what but was this? I want to say I was a little kid, okay. and so I want to say it was out like towards the Grand Canyon because I remember thinking like I hear the Grand Canyon's got some crazy shit going on, like you know what <laughs> I mean. And I'm and so and and I know I sound crazy right now, but I was also a little kid. But here's the thing. I remember looking at it, and I was going to say shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And my dad, like, looks at me and he goes, did you see that? And I was like, yeah, I saw that. I fucking saw that. Like, I didn't cuss, but I was like, yeah, I saw that. Like, it was like there, and it was like there, and then it went up, and he's like, he's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. And that, that we've never talked about it no. ever since. No. We've never talked about it since. Oh, it sounds like a... Uh... You know, the holidays coming around, you'd be visiting family, yeah. hanging out, exchanging stories. Hey, Dad, remember that time we saw that crazy-ass light going up, down, down? I don't know. I don't even know he'll remember. He, has, he remembers weird things. I don't yeah, know. that's a weird thing. That was a pretty weird thing. What's, uh, so you said that you uh, you grew up surfing. Was it... Uh, yeah. Where did you grow up at? <laughs> Ranch Cucamonga. Oh, you did? I grew up here. Yeah, yeah. Grew up Ranch Cucamonga. So... Um, did you go to Cucamonga Middle School? No. Uh, Vineyard, Vineyard Junior High School. Okay. So, so you were north of Baseline. Yeah. I that, The home that I grew up in was off of 19th and... Current, no. My bad. 19th and Haven. Okay. Oh, yeah. And uh, the street was Valinda Avenue. Right off of uh, 19th. Oh, okay. It was... Like, if you drive over there... Yeah. Or, I want to say over I, there. I used to live off of 19th and... Uh, and Archibald for a while, so yeah. I, know, I know they were well. So, before the 210 freeway, Highland was the street that ran through kind of where uh, the 210's at. Yeah. So, but it did this weird split off of where 19th kind of turned into Highland. Mm-hmm. And now it's, it's like blocked off and it's like a, a yeah, little yeah. bike path or whatever. But yeah, that would, I, I lived like right just before that. Oh, okay. So, um Basically, kind of down the street from Jacob College. Yeah, so it was just yeah. a straight shot up there from there. But yeah, I grew up Ranch Cucamonga, hung out with um, just people who ended up like were around water and surfing and stuff. I remember, uh, and it was combined with the, the vacation and traveling I did as a kid. And every summer for a, it was for like a ten year stretch. Uh, every summer from like ninety one to two thousand one, my family went down to uh, Baja California. And uh, this really cool RV resort, and it was just—it was cool. Growing up there and doing that during the summer, it was just 
you know, that's what we learned about drinking and girls and surfing and partying and just life stuff. And then, um, and now I happened. Yeah. Because so, <laughs> I remember, I, I have a... And then people telling you stories of what happened. You're oh, like, oh, yeah. Shit, really? Like, whoa, okay. That was me? Yeah. That was... That happened? What, you know, where was I? And you're like, you were in the bushes, remember? Yeah. <laughs> you were burying yourself in sand. Like, look, you know. But, um, yeah, I grew up surfing. And I remember one year going down to, uh, down to Mexico. My... I have two older sisters, and one of them ended up borrowing a surfboard from a friend or something mm. and I messed around with it and jumped out and caught a couple it, I didn't know what I was doing I was just like using it more like a boogie board or anything yeah but it got me hooked and ever since then I was always trying trying to stand up and you know turn and whatnot and then part of it was also trying to look cool and I was yeah. like do I want to be on the beach with a board and like hey, look at me check me out but uh, it just it just stuck, and it just kind of became a part of like what I did on the weekends, ditch school every once in a while. But uh, once we, when I say we, like me and my friends, we get a got a driving age. Once one of us got a car, it was just like boom, we're we're, we're down there all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I just grew up surfing, <laughs> waking up at like four or five in the morning to you know beat the traffic, and then get out to and the beach because you know living out here. Um, yeah. I lived in Rancho for. Dude, Three years, and no. then and then you went up to moved up to Wrightwood. To Wrightwood. Yeah, lived there for uh, about three years, and then uh, down here in uh, in Baldy for I think it was like about a year and a half, almost two years. But uh, and then now La Puente, so it's so yeah, trippy. It's it's so trippy. Yeah, I think so. Like, I would. Uh, I'm trying to think where La Puente is. Yeah, so it's near Hacienda Heights, right? Yeah, okay. so uh, 605 and 60, in between the 60 and 10. So yeah, it's yeah. like city industry, basically. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I lived out in Hacienda Heights for like all of six months. No shit. Yeah, um, my, uh, my biological father, he uh, I decided to go live with him when I was 13. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember uh, like... It was just a different. It's just a different town from what I grew up in. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's, it's out there. Oh, man. Yeah, and I remember. <laughs> um, I remember there was this kid named Cholo Joe. <laughs> they like wanted to beat me up with this guy named Gilbert, and they wanted to jump me into a gang. And I was like, ah, oh, shit ain't gonna happen. I don't see too many gang members actually. Yeah, there was Barrio Tres out there. Yeah. Like, I remember. Oh, I was asking my uh, my brother-in-laws about it. Just like, hey, what, what neighborhoods around here? And they're like, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I think Barrio Tres or something. Yeah. Um, something Tres. I did. That's, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really hang out with them. Yeah. I was, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like, I, even though I was a big guy, like, I, I, I didn't. I, I really didn't like violence. I, I remember getting into a fight when I was a little kid. Someone had said something about my mom, and I and I got this kid. I threw him okay. against the wall, and there was like the little knob that was supposed to stop the door from hitting the oh, stucco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. hit that, and uh, the, like I was like at a Catholic school at that point, and so the uh, priest calls my mom, and my mom comes and picks me up, and I remember her telling me like she's like, "Son, God gave you a gift of strength. Don't use it to hurt somebody." And so, like from that, that's why I threw him at the door stop. Yeah, don't <laughs> stop. Like, but from that moment on, like I've I've always tried to be, tried to be chill. Like yeah. you know what I mean. I and 
I don't like losing my temper. I try always be. I always try and give people the benefit of the doubt. What does that look like your temper? Um, I I look like a monster. Yeah. Yeah, like um, like my whole face changes. Like I just I. I'm, I'm not I'm not a, a comfortable person to be around when I get angry. No? And so... Um, well, who is? Like, oh, yeah, he's really, you know, when he gets pissed off, it's, like, real fun and it's, like, enjoyable. And yeah, he's like, real, you know... I can't, I can't <laughs> even have... I really feel like I can't even have a bad day at work. And I remember telling this lady this at work, and I was like... She's like, oh, really? She's like, you're just so nice. And I'm like, let's let's be honest, okay? Six six four three fifty, okay? I said, I can't be angry. I can't have a bad day. I said, she's like, well, you know, if something bothers you, like, you should be able to express it. <laughs> and I said, okay, let's do a little, let's, let's have a little mental experiment right now. Okay? You, Wait, where's this conversation taking place? Like, I'm, at my desk. Okay. At my desk, in a cubicle. I'm sitting down. She's she's standing up. She is taller than me in this conversation. So she's so going to your workstation. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and so I look at her and I sit down. Let's just have a little thought experiment for a moment, okay? I want you to picture yourself in a closed yard. It can be any yard. Maybe you're, you're the house you grew up in, okay? But there's some type of fence that is in this yard, okay? And there like is... Like no exit type of fence? Yeah, I mean the... the or real difficult to get to type of fence. Real difficult to get to yeah. the fence, okay? And... And between you and that fence mm-hmm. is a chihuahua. And that chihuahua is growling and barking. Okay? Now replace that chihuahua with a Rottweiler. Okay. That's a different feeling, right? Like, that's a totally different experience. And so, They're like... Able to. Yeah. <laughs> You've never seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> but, like, there's... It's just that I... Like, I am easily the largest person in my building. You know? And if I'm just not even smiling at work... People come up to me like, are you okay? You're right. We have been good. Oh, like, I see. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just I'm having a bad day. I'm like, all right, I just want to make sure. Like, you can tell. Like, everyone seems a little. Maybe, maybe it's a like genuine love and care and concern. I think. Out I, of think I think so. Is that? I think. I think too. Like, oh shit! Watch out for for Michael dude. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think. Know. I think. I think. <laughs> I think it is a lot of people that just like genuine. Because I think I, I try and be altruistic. I try and I'm. I'm the ethics ambassador at work. So, I mean, people feel a certain amount of safety around me. But it's just, if if I ever do get upset, and I've gotten upset a few times with things, <laughs> people are like, oh, 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 you need to relax. Like, calm down. <laughs> people are going to start coming over and making sure you're all right. So, um, you're going to ask us to leave. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not, it's not good. But, um, but, yeah, I just, I just, I always try and, uh, I just, that's one thing I have to, I always try and manage is my own. Like my own um, emotions, and so what I was saying is that, like, even though back then, like, I was a big kid, mm-hmm. like, I never, like, I didn't want to fight anybody. I, I unfortunately had to beat up Cholo, Joe, and Gabe because they were <laughs> Gilbert because they were trying to like beat me into this gang. But um, that that was, I, I, it was quick work. I mean, I my family put me into. In a karate and stuff. Yeah, I was gonna ask, do you, any like martial arts stuff like yeah, or... yeah. I was I was in a Muay Thai yeah. um, for a while, and 
Um, I remember I was a bouncer for like ten years off and on. And really? Yeah, my my uh, my dad. He's my stepdad, but he's uh, he's five four and shrinking like gravity's like taking over. <laughs> like yeah, and um, and so uh, I told him I was like, yeah, like everyone's like, he's like, be careful. You gotta be careful, son. And I was like, pop. Everybody loves me. He's like. Don't get it twisted. They're scared shitless of you, and they will stab you in a second. Dude, he's sitting straight. He's like, don't, don't get it twisted. Like, dude. So, what was your first job? My first job, yeah, man, was I was a what was the title? A courtesy clerk. I was a courtesy clerk at Albertsons. Oh, okay. So basically right. a box person. You know, yeah, yeah. Or a box boy back then, you know. Nowadays you just say person. And now I'm trying to use the correct specific title, courtesy clerk. And uh, I did that through high school, most of, most of my early freshman year of college, where I bagged groceries, pushed carts, threw the trash away, clean up. The baler, the cardboard baler, had to yeah. just create that. Did uh, and fill in positions every so often in different departments once in a while. And then there was a Starbucks opening. They were they were installing a Starbucks in the uh, in the store back then, mm-hmm. and uh, applied for that and was working in Starbucks in and Albertsons for a good while. So that was like my first job. And I, I what was it? What was a bad day as a at, at Albertsons? It wasn't really a bad day. It was just. Just annoying. It was just mindless work, and it, but it was funny as hell. So many times, just with customers, uh, it's like just clerk stuff. Yeah. Where uh, there's this one guy who just always complained about customers, always complaining about them, just hated them. It's just like, what are you doing here, man? <laughs> I remember this is customer service, fool. I remember one time I was working at, at Sears, and it was during uh, season, so it was during like Christmas time. Yeah, that's nutty. And and. Retail will make you hate yeah. humankind. Okay. And so I remember working there. This is so I graduated high school in like ninety five. Okay. So I was probably working this job in ninety seven. Okay. okay. Pre pre nine eleven. Yeah. But there was this one guy, uh we had one um uh Middle Eastern guy mm-hmm. that worked. And so we're over there and we're we're you know Working with the customers, the customers were assholes. And you're like, <laughs> I need to find this in like a 15 uh, neck and with a in a, in a blue. And it's like, okay, well, everything that's out there is out there. They all say that. We know there's stuff back right. there. We're like, there's nothing back there, lady. Like, I don't know what to tell you. We don't have it, you know? Um, <laughs> and then uh, the worst thing was at the end of the night, but everything was, it literally looked like, ev- like the morning. Like after every Roma, party in every like eighties <laughs> film, like where you know shit was everywhere, it's right? Devastation. And so we had to go and fold everything. To this day, I still fold my shirts the way Sears taught me how to fold a shirt. Right? Well, that's a good way to fold them. It's a great way to fold a shirt. And so um, yeah, we're sitting guy. there, and one day this guy, I don't remember his name. I'm not going to give him um, uh, uh, <laughs> some type of. You know, stereotypical name. I'm gonna call him Jimmy, but Jimmy was just like, 
What the fuck is wrong with these people? All they do every day, like if you want to see a shirt, it's a fucking medium. A medium in this color is a medium in this color. It's the same fucking shirt. Why can't they just fold the goddamn things? And we're like, yo, 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 like, relax. He's like, I can't believe I've had enough of this shit. I don't even, I don't even, like, celebrate Christmas. Why am I here? <laughs> Total meltdown. Total meltdown. And we, I was like, dude, like, this guy, this guy's really angry about shirts. <laughs> oh, just thinking, dude, is that, like, a children's department, dude, like, a baby section? <laughs> Men's section. Men's section. And we had this, like, I remember my uh, manager, she looked like, um, what the hell is her name? The Secretary of State that Will Ferrell used to, used to dress like back in, uh, oh, uh, horrible. Yeah. Dude, she, the, this woman... Was a beast, dude. She was like, <laughs> like literally, like her. It looked like she could take her hair off as a wig and just set it down. She had glasses, big old muumuu. You know what I mean? Oh, this is, okay, so big woman. Yeah, and then um, she didn't like me, and I didn't care. And so, was like, telling these stories like, like that description? No, no. <laughs> and I think the thing was, I was trying. I was always trying to do a good job. Um, but I would make people. I think I would spend too much time with the customers, and she was like, "Oh, you I can't see. be doing yeah. that." And it's like, well, like I'm. Just it looks like you're having fun. And I would, dude. I always yeah. have fun. Yeah. My grandfather said, "Every day of your life, you're gonna need to get up and go to work. The day you wake up and you go, I gotta go to work today. That's when you have a job, and you don't ever want to have a job. And so the thing is, is that 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 translates to life, man. Like if you wake up and you go, fuck." I gotta look at this person today. You got a job. Like, if you wake up and you're like, damn it, I gotta go get on stage and try and make some, like, 11 people fucking laugh. Right. You got a job, and you don't ever wanna have a job. And so, like, I try and, I try and bring some type of joy wherever I'm at. Like, but sometimes I think my chair's trying to suck the life out of me at work. Man. No, dude, I hear you. There's a, no, like, with that guy who was just complaining, what he would do. He was doing what what your customer was uh, com- like complaining and accusing about. The uh, hold on one second. Yeah, this is Mongo's house, and my girlfriend's trying to tell me something. Sorry, I'm gonna turn it up to three hundred because it's needs to be turned up. Okay. Sorry. That's that's our, that's our dinner. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so a lot of people. Yeah, that's a good update. That's a good. Interview. Yeah, it's. So I have comics that are like so I. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just, I'm running over your story. Yeah, no worries. So I had a, I had like a, a comics Thanksgiving here. No shit. That I invited people over that have been like, been on the podcast. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. People that I've cared about. And um, and so I sent it out for whoever wanted to come out. I didn't put it on my Facebook in case I missed anybody. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so Juan Segas comes over. <laughs> Actually, I, I listened to the the show that you- that he was on. Yeah. That was a good one. That yeah. Good one. So he comes over and he goes, he goes, bro, he says, when I heard that all those people were gonna, weren't going to show up to this because they had gigs <laughs> and fucking other things are going on, I knew they had they had poor choices in life. He's like, <laughs> he's like you can do comedy whenever you fucking want. This food's fantastic. Oh, yeah, dude. And I ended up, I ended up smoking um, a 21-pound turkey. Did you? Dude, that... Was the best turkey I've ever had. I I ended up parting it out, bacon wrapped in breast, threw like brown sugar on it with garlic and garlic salt, oh, threw it dude. on. Dude, it was ridiculous, dude. I've been wanting to get into smoking meat for a while, and I've had like uh, smoked salmon, smoked tuna, 
Smoked halibut. Oh, dude, it's delicious. Yeah. Okay, next time you come over, I'm oh, gonna dude. smoke some food. Oh, like yeah. I always smoke. I I normally that's what I do. My dad's like, "Can we stop smoking and everything in the planet?" I'm like, no, <laughs> "It's fucking good, pop. Like, I got apricot wood. I got hickory wood. Like, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Let's smoke some oh, shit dude. up. It's so good. I make tri tips all the time. Do I, you? I literally smoke tri tips. I gave my neighbor half a tri tip. So I'm like, "Dude, I'm not gonna eat it. Just take it." And he's like, dude, "All right." Oh man, that's a and my tr- and yeah that guy and so my um, my smoker yeah yeah found it on Craigslist for sixty bucks no way I'll show is it electric you. or is it fuck uh, no. no it's got a box on the left hand side I set my fire in there okay. and I gotta go out there and tend it oh hell yeah like every thirty minutes just to make sure that I'm not, I got some burning wood how long does it usually take to do a uh, do a tri tip or something or tri tip is probably about three hours okay. Like three and so a half you gotta, hours. You, you got to hang around for about three hours, kind of yeah, watching it. And oh, shucks! We got to no, no, no. watch football. Right? Yeah, play some video games. Pause every <laughs> once in a while. All I do is I rub a little olive oil, Montreal steak seasoning, and I'll do three at a time because dude, dude, smoke's gonna be there. No, yeah, might yeah. as well have it. Might as well use it. Hey, well, we seriously, like smoking with some friends. You know what I mean? Like, go ahead, guys, hang out. That so is- good. I'll have to bring you over next time. It's gonna be good. Uh, that's, that's delicious, dude. I've never never had like smoked meat, but uh, fish definitely. Oh yeah, dude. But, smoked turkey. So smoked turkey. I'm gonna make another smoked turkey for for um, for Christmas. Uh, she's over there finishing my sentences <laughs> from the other room. Sorry. Practicing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh my gosh, we have a middle connection. <laughs> <laughs> Practicing. Really win. <laughs> I told her the other day I'm like okay we had Thanksgiving with my family at your family's house do you realize how hard it is going to break up with you <laughs> wait say that again so we all went to her family's okay. house that's how it went okay yeah yeah so my parents went over there my cousin went over there and I was like I was like you're really trying to make this really difficult for me to break up with you aren't you <laughs> she's <laughs> on it we live, I'm like we live together, like you know what time. I mean. Yeah. You guys awesome. buy any plants together or anything like that? Or? Do we buy plants together? Um, <laughs> or do we have plans together? Plants like uh, gardening, gardening, yeah. foliage. I bought her a Christmas tree. Ooh, okay, there you go. But that Christmas tree is supposed to—it's like a fake tree. Do you have any plants together? Mm, it's fake. Yeah, yeah. So we have plants together. Of course, we have a plant together. We have our avocado tree. Oh, that's right. Our baby I, avocado tree. Yeah, we do, we do have a baby avocado tree. Yeah. Yeah. There's always something. Yeah. <laughs> I told I I had a, a I had a I had a jar and I put guacamole in progress. <laughs> that's awesome. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's growing. Like, how big is it? Is it in a jar or is it like um, get ready to? I would say that right now it's probably oh god there it is oh there it is yeah <laughs> yeah it's probably it about in eight inches yeah <laughs> it's a good size yeah yeah it's going pretty this big this is our avocado tree that's freaking awesome she's you guys are like are you gonna plant it or are you keeping a pot until we're gonna keep we don't own the house we rent okay. it and so I guess like we we buy a house we'll put it there take it with you yeah oh dude it was it was a trippy thing my uh, my brother in laws they they own and run a uh, heavy equipment tool rental. Okay, so yeah, like, yeah. Like bobcats and excavators and uh, like steamrollers and things like that. Everything you need to bury a body. Oh, exactly. <laughs> they even showed me this one machine, man. It was insane. 
it scoops up and picks up a tree and you can move it and replant it. I've seen those. Uh, yeah, yeah. Does it look like big like big wedges that exactly. come out of there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, those things are so sick. So he was showing me that video and I'm just like, that's perfect for the bot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like, hey, Juan. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. When, that's what I wanted to bring up. I totally forgot to bring my notes. I brought some notes uh, off that podcast. And oh, really? one of them was, uh, it was about different ways of uh, burial, uh, more, more green burial. And talking, he was talking about yeah, it. Yeah. And, um, and the, uh, the, the tree pods or whatever where you're kind of planted in, in this this you know echo pod or you know yeah environmentally friendly I don't know egg right <laughs> right, right. Uh, with a tree on top of it and you know they plant you and then you just grow into a tree or something and I was just thinking when I saw that video I was like holy shit that would totally work perfectly for that business you know the I mean? question is like where do they put the seed like do you want the seed like in the middle of like in your gut like do you want it do like they, what do you like do like they push it through, do they push it through your chest? Do they just like push it like like one knuckle deep with their thumb into your ass? Right, like yeah, I don't yeah. know. Shut <laughs> <Shoving> your ear. <laughs> like, Where does that happen? I would I would think it would probably be in the abdomen. Right up the urethra. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then have your grow out of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of tree would you want to be? Shit, that'd be. You're getting some therapy questions. Yeah, the, um, what type of tree would I be? I would say, like, a tree with a view. Whether it was, like, in a forest, like, over, like, some mountain view. Or somewhat of, like, an island mountain view, like, of the ocean or something. One of those things would be be pretty awesome if I was a tree. Yeah, I think I said that if I... I may have said it on a podcast. I know I told him afterwards, but... Like, if I own the land... like oh, I, I think I remember hearing this. I just yeah. want to own my land. You're like, yeah. I think it'd be cool to be a tree. Yeah, I'd probably be an oak. An oak tree? Because I know that deer come to oak. They come to... They, they eat oh, the... Deer. Yeah, the deer eat the... The that's acorns. And so that's what I would be. I'd want to I'd wanna feed the deer because the deer feed me and I fucking love deer. That'd be cool as hell. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool to be one of those giant, giant redwoods, dude. Like, yeah, those. Just, I, don't, I, don't I don't think they, I don't think they're gonna let you get buried up there in the yeah. redwood forest. You never know. You probably go talk to someone and do it. Put enough money in. I'm sure it's kind of like you know, like black market. You know, what's it like? You know, like <laughs> doing trafficking, always sneaking people over. They might sneak a few bodies under a few trees for a few grand. Yeah, tell you know? tell Trump, hey. Uh, <laughs> All these state parks are getting all yeah, exactly. out of control. Let's just go ahead and just yeah. put me right here. But one of one of the comments that stood out to me when uh, when when Juan was kind of talking about this like life type thing and how how we currently how we currently embalm bodies and kind of keep them up you know just completely locked up away from any type of like, like natural decay. Yeah. And yeah, that's fascinating what he said. Yeah, and how he's like, dude, like you know, we're kind of breaking the cycle and robbing, robbing the earth of yeah. you know our nutrients and what we're supposed to put back into it, what we've already taken out, and you know, I was just like, holy shit. Yeah, it was it was it's deep. So true. It was like, deep because I was like, he's like, I think he said, you know, you're you you take from the earth for the entire for your exactly. your entire existence, right? 
But then you deny yourself to come back to the earth. Exactly. It's so true. And I was like, dude, that's so fucking true. Like you, because they put you in, I don't know what, like two boxes in the, in that, in that, uh, in, in a coffin. Like, well, I guess in the crypts or the, the, uh, I don't know what they're called, dude. Like, like the, uh, in an urn or like the, 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 uh, the mausoleum. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The casket, but like, I think you call them like a vault. Yeah. they, They put them in vaults and, um, yeah, you're just like, you know, sealed up and away from everything to where you... Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Me and see, that's what's so cool about this podcast. I've gotten to get to know people and look at things in different ways. And, and um, I... Dude, I, there was a... a I, I hint to this a few times, but there's a... Um, I, I had the opportunity to, to talk to a veteran, a combat veteran. Okay. And dude, which uh, his story, which war, war was so. He's been in quite a few. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to bring it back because dude, that conversation was so amazing, and I lost it. No I lost way. the entire audio because I didn't save it as soon as we were done. And like my, my system did a lot of those like those. reinstalls. Oh. And dude, fucking an update killed that entire. And it was such dude. an amazing. Could you call the NSA and say, hey, <laughs> do you like something up there? No, they might have killed it. They might have pushed the update, dude. It was Maybe, it was right? it was a legit interview. Like I can't I can't I don't want to spoil any of it. No, yeah, don't. But dude, like when I have him back sitting in that chair. Have you let him like, know? Like, hey, I, I called, know. dude, I had to call and I was like <laughs> I I'm one of those people. I don't know if you're one of these people, but um like if I don't if I don't know your name uh uh-huh. I'm not going to do the, hey, buddy, what's up, pal? Hey, hey, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll call you, bro, but if I don't know your name, I genuinely don't know your name, and I've lost your name, I'll eat shit and say, hey. I completely forgot it. I forgot your name. I'm Michael. You know what I mean? And usually people are like, oh, I forgot your name, too. I'm Albert. Like, you know what I mean? And so. I kind of get like that, but what I'll do before... Yeah, basically come to you like admitting to it. Yeah, is I will f- try and figure out every single possible way of trying to remember this person's name, even if it's like as I'm walking up, I'm scanning my brain, scanning my brain, trying to figure it out, figure it out, and then sometimes it works, and you know, cool, you know, yeah. make it. But other times, yeah, I'm just like, you remind me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and I usually you know? just throw it on me. I, I think I've gotten that. Um, I've come into that. Like I didn't. I didn't used to be that way. I would try and like negotiate people so okay I'm going to introduce you okay yeah and you go I'm like oh this is my girlfriend you're going to say hi I'm so and so and you are and then that's how you guys know like you know what I mean right. like, oh, I but you don't remember it that way you know what I mean <laughs> you still forget you know what I mean no, totally. and so the thing is I think that having that um that bit of uh embarrassment like that Tapping into that emotion helps you remember, right? You know what I mean. It helps you remember what that what that is. And you ain't gonna forget now, dude. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, not only that, but it's like it's it shows an honesty that I think that we've lost in our society. I think that so, think so many. I do. I think people have been pretty honest, you know, up until this point. You know, I don't think so. I think dude, have you seen fucking Facebook lately? And you're like, Facebook is like, this is my life. No, I've been in love with this person, and the next thing you know, like they're banging somebody else. No, like, you right. know what I mean? It's, it's like with Facebook. I've been on. I have Facebook, but I'm not 
very, very active on it. The last time I was on it was 10 months ago when my daughter was born. You know? Really? You, yeah. don't, you haven't been on Facebook for 10 months? For about. I've really? checked it once in a while, but I haven't posted anything. Um, I think I've been tagging a few posts that my wife like jumped on um, just to you know keep people up to date with stuff. But Dude, that's crazy. Do you eat squirrels? Like, what the fuck? No. I can't uh, <laughs> Down eating chicken. I'll eat a chicken or two. That was, um, I was playing about like the whole mountain man yeah. thing. Like, dude, that's so crazy. Like, I can't even. Like, I go on Facebook. I would say that I, I can go a couple of days without being on Facebook. Okay. But no, dude. I can't go a week. I, it's not even on my phone. I don't even have it on my phone. Really? Yeah. Um, that's smart. Every, every so often I'll get a. Uh, and this, th- this happened. I remember getting an email from Facebook like, oh, you. Like, all this has happened, you know, since the last time you logged in. And it said I had, like, 99 notifications, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So, you know, I open up and look, and it's like, I had two notifications and, like, a message. And I was just like, what the fuck, Facebook? You're trying Facebook to bait my ass into fucking signing in. And it's like, all right, whatever. Fucking so, monsters. Dude. Um, <laughs> I forgot what it was. It was maybe, like, three, four years ago. Uh, like, I don't even watch news, like, even television, mm-hmm. to a degree. But... The government shut down for a few days or maybe a week or two. Mm. I didn't know about it until like they started back up. <laughs> someone, was, someone that someone at work was talking about it. So I know you haven't been on. Do you realize that like every woman on the planet is now saying that there's men that are like yeah. Up? Okay, so you know. So, so part of the okay. way I get my news and, and my information is basically by interacting, speaking with people about or you know eavesdropping on conversations. You know, I I hear coworkers discussing things or they'll bring things up or you know have like. Uh, like our group is real social, so uh, like we really don't have any like private you know workspace, so it's it's very communal, mm-hmm. and a lot of side conversations and you know three four conversations go at a time, so you know everyone's pretty you know up to date with what's happening. And there's some young people there that are just all about like social media, and they're like that's where I learn about it. What do you so, think about what's going on with? Uh Oh, so the part of it is also with going and listening to comedy and uh, podcasts. I listen to a ton, ton of podcasts. So Who do you listen to? Dude, uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, been listening to yours. It's really? been, uh, listen to that one. Um, uh, I'm blanking on it. Joey Diaz's uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, Churchill's Avenue. Yeah. Um, see, I even have a hard time to title sometimes. Dude, I listen you to know? Birdcast all the time. Now, I haven't started that one yet. I have it. I have it Set up and plug, ready to go, and uh, yeah, I I love Bert Kreischer. Do you? I fucking love that guy. Like I tell, I was talking to one of my friends who um, who is an LA comic. He's like, yeah, I'm at the comedy store, and I was like, dude, all my all my heroes are at the comedy store. Like every single one of them. Yeah. Like, so who who's on your list? Um, Bill Burr, Bert Kreischer, Joe Rogan, um. Those those three are probably my You're pretty up there. Yeah, Brian Regan. Dude, yeah, I I just started watching his nunchucks and <laughs> and I think it's fire. Dude, he's he's so funny. Um, I was listening to Rogan's uh, podcast with Owen Smith. I want I want to hear him because um he I, like he was funny, but I just. Uh, I got into comedy. I've always, ever since I was eight years old, I wanted to be a comic. You know what I mean? What stood out to you at that time? Like, what was going on at that time? That so my my parents they used to um, 
parents had introduced me to uh, to Bob Newhart. Okay, yeah, yeah. Bill Cosby. On record? Um, yeah. 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 Um, watching Mad, 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 Mad World with the original with, with, uh, um, with uh, Jonathan Winters and Sid Caesar and Ethel Merman <laughs> and, you know, these, I, I just, I loved them. I loved them. Uh, so they like buy them for you? Like, here, here you go? Or was I it more they got them for themselves and they listened to them around you? And you I think there? that, I think that they had, I think they had got them for, I don't know how I listened <laughs> to them. I don't know how I consumed them, but I remember, I don't know if it was, um, if it was through radio. Okay. But I remember that my dad would be like, you gotta hear this. Okay. And that it was, um, I remember one of the first ones was, uh, was Bob Newhart's, um, it was like a, a, a bus driving, a day as a bus driving instructor. Okay. And I just remember, it. Bob Newhart was so cool because... And I and I remember Burt Kreischer saying that that Bill Burr was doing this. That Burt Kreischer was like um, Bill Burr ha- was having a conversation. It was a one sided conversation with this little girl or this little kid, mm-hmm. and all you heard was his side of it. But you knew, like you knew everything what was happening. And I was like, dude, that's Bob Newhart. Like Bob Newhart, that was his whole thing. Um, I will. If no one has never heard of, Bert, of Bob Newhart, I tell them, look up Bob Newhart <laughs> and Dean Martin. And there's a there was a, a Dean Martin had a show and it was a comedy hour and okay. he would have people on. He had a variety show. It was like right. acts, but the com- okay, the comedy hour would pop up. And so this was a this was a scene where Bob Newhart was trying to return a toupee, <laughs> and it is the one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It stands up today. It's so good. Um, Dean Martin? And Dean Martin. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it's up, so funny, dude. There's it's a, so funny. Have you seen the, the Bob Newhart uh, Stop It? Yeah. 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 That one's classic. So, so Bob Newhart had a show. He had a, a TV show. And it was kind of like a... Um, it was a sitcom... Where he was a, a therapist, okay, and it was it was his his show was he was a therapist. People would come in and he would listen to him, and it was just a it was like yeah. a like a Lucille Ball kind of, or like okay. a like Dick Van Dyke kind of show, but right. but it was his show. And so I remember watching that. Um, I I remember my parents had uh, had cable, and so HBO comedy hours were coming out. Yeah, so I, yeah, I remember watching Whoopi Goldberg. I remember watching Robin Williams. Um, Billy Crystal would pop up. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing him popping up on those. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I think that was I used to uh, see how happy my parents would be watching okay. comedy, and I think that I just wanted to I wanted to make I wanted to make my parents have his only child, raise his only child, and I wanted to make them laugh. I wanted to make them happy, and so um, like I. I would get in trouble for, for always making people laugh and stuff in school at the inappropriate times. But, but dude, I, so since I was eight, like I want to be a comic and then, um, like I didn't, I just never thought I'd be funny enough. I thought I never, I could never be that. Yeah. That, that voice, right? 
Yeah. And then, uh, and then after my second divorce and being cheated on for, by the second wife, I was like, you know what? Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Like, why not? Like, why not try it? And so I went and did, went to, to Claremont Flappers. Right. Did, I, and dude, so I, that was, I, that was the first, like, ever, ever, like no comedy. 39 years old. Okay. Walked yeah, I did the same thing, yeah, yeah. Walked up, I was like, yeah, I'm here for the open mic. And the guy's like, um, there's an open mic. And I was like, huh? oh, well, it said that there was an open mic on your website. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, maybe <laughs> Burbank, but you're in Claremont. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> okay, um, A, I'm bigger than you. <laughs> B, fuck you, bro. <laughs> C, Thank you, you. Want it, you want it, you want to make sure you make a good impression. So maybe this guy's messing with you. Don't say A or B. Um, <laughs> so I was like, um, what? I could have sworn I saw it on your on your web page. I'm going to go ahead and check it in. He's like, do what you got to do. He walks away. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, is this how it's gonna be? And so I go, and I, so I go and I look, and sure enough, it says sign ups at five thirty. So I look at him, and I said, Yeah, what's this, dude? I said, um, so he comes back, and I was like, Yeah, it says uh, sign ups are at five thirty. He's like, Well, then sign up. And there was like a thing that was right there. <laughs> so I go and I sign up. <laughs> I hope I haven't said this story before. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I, um, so this this guy walks up. And, uh, and he's like, uh, I was like, Hey, don't talk to that guy. Sign the paper and come out of seat. <laughs> so he's like, all right. So he goes, he signs, he sits down and, um, he's like, so, uh, how long have you been doing comedy? And I was like, um, this is my first time. And he's like, what? Are you kidding me? And I was like, no, it's my, my first time. The dude who's giving you a hard time. No, no. This oh, guy, this, this new guy just showed up. Okay. His name is Freddie, Freddie something. He's like, he's like, what? He's like, dude, this is an audition. And I was like, oh, okay. I thought this was an open mic. Yeah. He's like, I've been doing this shit for a year and a half. Who fucking comes to an audition for the first time ever? And I was like, well, I don't know. It's me. Like, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Like, you know what I mean? What's the difference? And so this big black lady comes walking up. And I was like, yeah, don't talk to that guy. I just sign up. And so she puts her name down. And she sits down on the other side. Okay. And dude, she like sits down. And it takes her a while to catch her breath a little bit, and then she like looks at me and she's like, sits me up and down. And she's like, "So are you dirty?" What? And I was like, "Uh, I really don't know. I've never done this before." Yeah. And so she's like, "What?" And the other guy's like, "Right?" Like, he's like, "Who does this?" <laughs> and so um, that was the thing. Like I went up, <laughs> I, uh, I went up. I ended up doing. Uh, Doing like a three minute set in front of Ricky, and he booked me for a show with the, both of them, and I ended up beating oh, him nice. in the comedy contest. And See, I've made cool. people laugh every single time I've gone up. Like it's, I'm not. I don't think that I'm. I don't think I'm hilarious. Like I, I think I have, a, I have a long way to go. Long way to go. But um, give yourself more credit. Thank that, you. That's, that's thank basically you. like. I mean, just even with my own experience with it, as far as getting over the the talk, the that inner voice of you know you're not funny enough, or you know, yeah. um, I've been dabbling a lot with like positivity lately. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a, you know, interesting experience. But um, 
Yeah, one of the things I've kind of noticed or been even thinking about is kind of putting out that like law of attraction. You know, you, you, you think it and you kind of will it to a degree, but mm-hmm. even with kind of putting yourself out there is like with like with comedy, we're putting a part, part of ourselves out there with, you know, our stories and just our own sense of what we think is funny and might think other people will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But in order for people to kind of see it, we have to put it out there. But we just can't find the people that are going to like it. We have to put it out there in front of the people that are going to like it right. and also that those that don't. But in order to do it, we have to, you know, hit through, you know, throw it to everybody and see and develop the, uh, the people that will begin to, you know, be attracted to it or enjoy it or right. get the humor or the, you know, the point of view or whatever. Yeah, I, I've learned, a, I've probably listened to at least 50 Bert Kreischer, like his podcast. Yeah. And I've learned so much in just, because uh, with his stuff, he brings on comics and I think it was, um, it might have been Burr, but it was someone that was saying like, you know, for your first, like like when you're starting, you're just trying to figure out like, how do you hold the mic? Like, oh, how yeah. do you stand? Like, how is this? And, and the thing is, is that, like the whole reason why you got on stage was because you, someone either told you you were funny or you made people laugh and right. it felt good. Exactly. And so, how do you, how do you do that? Like how how do you do that? He says, and that's what finding your voice is. Right. Finding your voice is being you on stage. Because when you go up on stage, you're trying to be everybody that you think is funny or everybody that you that that you think you're supposed to be. Right. But the you're moment that you, you pulling your influences off. Right. The moment that you are the guy that makes people laugh at the at the uh, you know at the, at the water cooler. Right. Or the guy that makes a whole bunch of people laugh at a, at a party. When you're that guy <laughs> on stage, there's that's when you have come into your own. That's when you have found your voice. Right. And then it's just finding what is you. And so, like, for me, like, I don't know how you write, but, like, for me, like, all whatever makes me laugh, <laughs> I jot it down. Okay. And, and, and you I'll... carry it with you? Like, oh, yeah. You go? Yeah, I've got a couple books. Yeah. And so, I'll jot stuff down. Or, like, I use my phone. I'll, I'll text myself stuff. Yeah, okay. And so, um... God, I can't believe I'm going to do this. It might be shitty. Let me see what the last thing I text myself was. It's probably been a while. But um, it is going to be shitty. I know it is. Yeah, so a lot of this stuff... for taking too long to text yourself back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God, this is long. This is... So that's... Okay, okay so that's I, a good long I kind of went. I kind of went crazy on this. Um, Back in the old days, that'd be a huge data hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so this was basically, and I think I talked to you, it was, it was your conversation. Remember how we were sitting there taught, it was, it was a conversation that fucking you and I had. I can't no believe shit. this is the last time about, remember I was like, yeah, talking about like the, uh, talking about cremation, about cremation yeah. and being like 600 pounds yeah. and everybody gets their own, like just cut out all the fat yeah, and then make candles for everybody. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like. And so the thing was that we shared that moment where, uh-huh. like, we were laughing. Right. And so the idea was, so if that if that was something that I laughed at, With another I'll person. write it down. Okay. 
and then I'll come back to it later and say, okay, is this something that I can that I can hone in? Can I right now I'm looking at a big slab of marble. Like how do I how do I formulate this into something that I can get into real quick, have them see what I'm seeing, and then and then get pay dirt. You know what I mean? Like how do I how do I get that laugh out of them? Um, see, I'm still real real green with it. I've been I've been doing comedy for about a year, mm-hmm. but not very consistent, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the whole the whole style of trying to figure out that formula at times. Um, I mean, I've, I've looked at you know just doing with the rule of threes, kind of picked up on that from stuff. But um, I don't know what that is. Basically, I'm retarded. Really? Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. rule of three, like never. I dated a retarded chick, bro. I didn't even know she was retarded. Like you know. What I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, you're just uh, you're open-minded, you know, accepting, and you're a good-hearted person. Yeah, I mean, not oblivious that. and just like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's everybody in your class got a helmet? <laughs> like, oh, it's active day. Fantastic. <laughs> like, I don't know. They have tantrums. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you're saying like, what's rule of threes? Rule of threes. Uh, I've heard something along the lines of whenever doing uh, like funny, funniest, or funny, funnier. Funniest. So when listing out, um, uh, this is like a real cheesy one, but uh, I'll talk about being. So I'm from Ranch Cucamonga, born and raised there. It's a great town. Mm-hmm. It's full of manicured lawns. I forgot it. Uh, manicured lawns, Labradors, and the 720 credit score. Oh, yeah, I've heard that joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's yeah. just trying to. That one's kind of. I, I, I feel that it's weak because it gets, it gets chuckles. It's like kind of cute or just like, oh, yeah. you know. There isn't like much punch to it, but uh, finding. So what so I would like, do, like with that one, and I'm oh, fuck, I can't believe I'm telling you this. <laughs> so one time, I went to Hemet. Okay, okay. I, did, I had a job out of Hemet, and I remember going there, and I remember thinking to myself, "Man, there is no fucking way I'm ever gonna live in Hemet." You wanna know why? Because this is where all the old people that can't afford the ticket to Florida goes. <laughs> it was nothing but old people. I is it saw like the West Coast desert, bro. Florida? I saw. A lady with a walker help a guy no. with a cane get to his table at the KFC buffet. Like Wait, it was. There's a KFC buffet. There's a KFC buffet, and I still wouldn't go back. You know what I mean? Like Hemet, it gets so. We were putting, we were pulling cables at the local Sears there I'm just before. Dirt. Bro, dirt and shanties. They they gave up on lawns. No, yeah. It's because like, they would just put <laughs> green rocks out there and be like, here's my line. I couldn't believe I was like, there's no way. They took the time to find green. They just throw, like, you know. Green rocks. Uh-huh. I don't know if they were painted. I didn't go check. But I was like, dude, there's no way I'm going to live in Hemet. So, like, you could do the contrast. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way. There's no way I'm going to live in Hemet. It's fucking horrible. It's, uh, it's not bad out here. It's That's where I'm gonna shoot my first special. Hemet, just home to old people <laughs> with laugh tracks. <laughs> the trailer park. Is there a trailer park? There has to be. Dude, right? there's gotta be. There has there's to be. be. Doesn't it, every town at Rancho has a trailer park? They have a couple. Yeah, I know. There's a right off of Baseline. Yep. Hell yeah. Baseline, I think Hermosa or between Hermosa. Used and to walk the used to walk the 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 path back there, but I remember seeing someone had a, a bitchin' like. Uh, 
GSX 750. I have no idea. It, it's a it's a motorcycle jigster. Okay. And I'm like, dude, how is it that you got like a top of the line motorcycle and live in a trailer park? And I'm like, oh, because you live in a trailer park. Yeah, that's probably why. You spend all kinds of shit if you're living there. You got toys, dude. It's probably what like, I don't know, eight hundred bucks a month. No, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably I don't yeah, know. not there. So you said that you've only been doing it for a year? Yeah, about a year. And um, actually, like what you're talking about, just like learning how to like just use a microphone or stand or. Like how it, there's just different things that you really don't think about until you get up there and experience it. And you're like, holy shit! Like I didn't know what I needed to do until I like needed to do it. Right. And that was talking to Mark in, into a mic and to hear my voice like come out of the the PA and just the sound system. It just threw me off. I'm like, I would try and listen to myself and then yeah. pay attention to what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh wow, it's kind of cool. Or I don't. I don't like the way I sound or dude I hate when people run the light dude, dude I fucking hate does when it? people run the light I have a I don't know there, there's moments I it, it, there's times when it seems okay where like yeah they really did honestly kind of miss it but they caught themselves just, like just in time they went over a little bit yeah but then there's the guys that are just oblivious yeah and sometimes it's their obliviousness is somewhat funny to agree yeah but then it's like alright like um I start looking at the light sometimes. I'm like, Do yeah. you see me, dude? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you turn into Van of White, like, like right, you're always right, showcasing right. the light with your hands, or you're doing hand model stuff around exactly. the light. Exactly. So there's yeah. just a little bell. Ding! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we, <laughs> I, I intern over at, at Flappers, and so sometimes, like, we'll just, like, flash the light off and on. Yeah. Like, just I've seen trying. that happen back there by the, uh, by the computer. Yeah, dude. We're just sitting there, like, trying to, like, like, like we're trying to bring in a 747 you know what I mean in the middle of a fog <laughs> yeah with the guy with the pilot looking down at his feet just like uh, oh, and so worst. my uh, you know Asian girlfriend just yeah. hates this he's over there checking my face yeah he's know. over there checking the exits like he's a fire inspector right. like what are you doing <laughs> come on <laughs> look where the people are at and you'll see the light stop staring off where you know in the corner where no one's at that's funny look at some people sometimes so, so what was your first time getting up on stage like Dude, I was so extremely fucking nervous, dude. It was horrible. It, Why did you do it? So what was your, what, what? Like comedy, comedy in my life and through, I, my experiences with it, my parents, actually more my dad and his friend grow, when, when I was growing up. Uh, there was this uh, family friend of ours that my dad hung out with who was a cop mm. and um, he always had uh, Tony always had some uh, some comedy or some goofy music or it's just funny funny he'll find all kinds of funny goofy random stuff and my girlfriend's playing fetch with the dog while we're doing a pop, like a podcast it's fantastic <laughs> yeah we can hear him I didn't hear him I didn't hear him no you believe me the, the mics the mics pick up oh, his, you got good mics his, yeah 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 you got some good mics thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like Will you tell the crickets to be quiet outside? Yeah, that tell people it took you know, two weeks to figure out how to work it. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, um, yeah, it's a fair road that. Uh, the the cop would come over and have funny oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And so. yeah, so uh, growing up, uh, they would always have type of uh, like a CD playing or a record or a tape or something off of HBO, something on like off the of VCR or something. Mm-hmm. And he and he would always like record things. Like if he was watching TV, he'd pop in a VHS tape and record something like a real quick, quick clip. So he always had his own like his own setup of, you know, comedy like 
real. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, I remember being over, you know, hanging out at like family parties and stuff that they would have, and everyone would be sitting around watching the, you know, special or show, and kind of got exposed to it that way. Never really took it serious, like, oh, that'd be cool to do. Really enjoyed it, loved watching it. I dug, like, all the, uh, the offensive stuff and really getting the adult humor, uh-huh. you know? And then moving through, like, high school, kind of dabbled into just more CDs and tapes. Got into, like, Cheech and Chong records. Um, those are just fucking hilarious. The fucking... Dave's not here. Do you yeah. fucking love that shit? <laughs> I mess with people. Like, even, like, young kids nowadays will do that to them. They're like... They, they don't get it. They haven't fucking heard that shit. But it's so hilarious. <laughs> you know, got into that. Um, I re- my mom would be... She would pull out, like, just off-the-wall shit in the sense of she'll find something that like us kids were into, mm-hmm. but pull something just way different outside the box. And, um, she gave me a, a red Fox CD. Really? Yeah, dude. And I was like, I had no idea who this guy was. Um, and come listening to him. It was just like, to me, it was just completely foreign. I was just like, who, who is this guy? And, oh yeah. my God. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. It was just like, I remember one joke. He was explaining something about like what's the definition of indecent, and he's like, if it's in, in if, if it's in long and it's in hard, that means it's indecent. Yeah. When I heard that, I just kind of went and looked. I would I'd go to Best Buy and record stores and go like uh, out in Claremont over at Rhino Records. Yeah. Um, they used to have a really good selection of comedy and stuff, and now it's just kind of just dissipated and gone away. Yeah, but um, it had like Amoeba every once in a while, you know, pick up stuff. See, I grew up, I grew up being more like wanting to move towards clean comedy. Like I love Sinbad. Yeah, like Sinbad. He was another one. So I would catch good. Comedy Central stuff with uh, Sinbad specials. Dude, you ever see Necessary Roughness? Dude, dude. <laughs> yeah. We got a pot. Hey, like, I used to love in this era. I'll throw it to Stone Exactly. Oh, dude, I just I loved his whole like, ooh, doggy breath. Like, yeah, dude, he was like, and the thing is, the Sinbad's still funny. Still, he's still doing it. I, he does a lot of corporate. I think though. Does he? Yeah, yeah. he's a lot of corporate now. But he's, he's but like so even good. movies and, and like uh, you know comedy movies. A lot of comics that. It wasn't until I really started like paying attention to comedy and, and just the the whole industry and um, just what the ins and outs of it are, where it didn't really click back then. Yeah. Like, understanding it was just like, oh, they just get up here and you know, you know wing it in a sense, and it's like no. Yeah, no. Like, and I, guess, I think that's kind of the illusion. You know, the illusion of comedy is that, um, you know that that. Yeah, there are some guys that are truly phenomenal. Right, yeah. You know, that can just go up there and, and like, uh, I guess Joey Diaz is one that he needs to get to a certain level and be raw and, and hit this emotional kind of pocket. And then he's like a, he's like a fire. You know what I mean? Like, right, he'll, yeah. he needs to have the oxygen and fuel to just to burn hot, and that's that's his thing. You know what I mean? Um, I think that Burr has it. Like, I dude, I love that. <laughs> I love it when he was in Philly. The Philly rat, dude. That was so <laughs> six more fucking minutes. Like just going on. I like 
That's fuck you, so I'm staying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but then there's... But then there's the guys that are like... Um, I'm trying to think. They're, uh, I'm, I'm dropped him. Uh, like, Kevin Pollock was really good. I yeah. still love Kevin Pollock. Um, the, uh, Brian Regan. Brian Regan's stand-up is so good. Like, I don't think so, I've seen his stand-up. Really? Yeah, honestly. Brian Regan. And this is part of my... Uh... So Brian Regan is a clean comic. Okay. But... Hilarious. <laughs> he's so funny. He's He is so... He's a clean comic, but I was surprised he likes to drink and party. Like, no, that was something yeah. that threw me off. Because I just found out when I listened to him on Rogan. And I was like, dude, I thought that this guy was like a usually was like a like a squeaky clean guy. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, it's like going out and having some beers, having get like some drinks on, you know. All right. Um, but well, there's I, I was picturing more like cocaine and like <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know. Um, I think I try and be I try and be fairly clean. I'm not because I mean no one no one's gonna believe anybody's fucking me. Like let's be honest. I mean I'm a fucking I don't know, monster. Dude. Everybody, everyone has someone, gets someone, <laughs> no. is in someone, or has someone on top of them, no, no matter what. Let me tell you something. Like, no one wants to see, especially, especially, like, if I'm sweating on stage, like, no one's going to believe that. You know what I mean? So, for me, like, right. I, I, like, I, I enjoy being funny. I like, I like being, I just share people, like, what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the stuff that happens with my kids, stuff that happens, like, like just things that I get confused with. Yeah. Just being in this in this new role of life. Like, you know, I didn't expect all this shit to happen to me. But I'm just enjoying it now. Right. But do we ever I mean, everything that that significant is usually unexpected to a degree. Dude, I shaved my face and fat shamed myself. Like that was a literal <laughs> like that, that dude. I that was that Because you're just bored or you're just like fuck it like No. I was like I got too much gray. I'm dating a girl that's seventeen years younger than me. Okay. What do you mean too much? What's too much gray? Like, dude, do you measure it? Like, there's too much. There's too much fucking gray, dude. I'm looking at. I swear to God, I'm looking at just for men shampoo no, and yeah, try yeah, and, yeah. and 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 touch it up. Sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> just color it in, man. Just I like, get the dry erase stuff. Yeah, I don't exactly. know. I'd probably do it wrong. It'll anyway. dust off actually. Sharpie. Yeah. You want the permanent? No. Because dry erase. When you start sweating, <laughs> it's gonna start running down your uh, your chest, dude. And it's like. I got oil leaking out of yeah, the, like, the, the gasket. It's like a normal. You probably plug that into your, uh, <laughs> yeah, your yeah. Uh, candle joke or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I just, uh, I don't know. I just, I just have a good time, man. I have a good time on stage. I've, I've been enjoying it more. I feel like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm getting more comfortable. Yeah, I kind of noticed that too. Uh, I remember seeing you. Like early on, and um, between now and then, mm-hmm. you can see the comfortableness. Thanks. The uh, yeah. like what you're hit on as far as being yourself, and like the way you're talking now, and your your presence, and just your vibe here is it's very similar to what's on stage. As Thanks. far as with the with the liveliness and stuff, yeah. you, you try it a bit more, you know. When you're, when you're on yeah, stage. I just I and that's the thing. Like I've just been, uh, I'm just trying to be in that moment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I do, I think it's because I, I did a show with, uh, the owner of, really? Of was Flappers. Barbara? Bar- no, it wasn't Barbara, it was Dave. It was, Dave, okay. yeah. And so, <laughs> so I'm sitting there in, uh, <laughs> first show, dude, 
I kill it. I fucking go up. It's Friday night, eight o'clock <laughs> show. I hit all my jokes. Bam, bam, bam. I'm hitting. Light goes on. Hit my closer. Nail it. Place erupts. Love you. Good night. Oh, fucking walk off. Dave sitting there. Great set. Like hand shakes hand. my hand. Yeah. I walk into the into the back. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I was feeling on top of the world. There weren't enough people for the ten o'clock show. It's like, sorry guys, I guess we're gonna have to close it up. Right. Like, fucking no problem. No, right? right. Let's go. We'll do with that one. Walk out next night. There's like 14 people so for the 8 o'clock show. I go up there, same set. I try hit, fucking like three chuckles. So, right? <laughs> yeah, nothing. And so I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, so get off stage. 10 o'clock show. 11 people. Yo. I'm up there. I'm... Dude, I'm literally talking to mannequins, bro. There's like nothing happening. Straight face, just clank, clank, clank. As I'm in there, I realize two minutes in, or maybe like three minutes into my set, Mm -hmm. that's seven minutes, that this place is fucking deadsville. (laughs) I switch my, my, um, my, my set... To talk about how I I wanted to get into comedy and how, um, like, my therapist, like, why I would do it is because I really want to see, like, feel a room die. And everyone, like, starts to chuckle, right? And I'm like, don't fucking do this to me now. Like, come on. Like, and so, like, I get the laugh, but it's still, there's not enough people to really get a jolt, right? Right. Walk off stage, and I was like, I go to the back, and I was like, sorry, Dave, like, I haven't, I haven't tried, like, you know, flipping around, like, like, trying to, like, switch it up a little bit. He looks sort of out, he looks at me, he says, you need to get your shit together. And I was like, holy shit, game over. I thought this guy loved me. I think he was trying to sell me the, the, right. the, the entire business on Friday. <laughs> now he's telling me that I should try, and like, doing something else with my life. So afterwards... Like, it was, there was 11 people. It was a bad night. You know what I mean? So, like, but he told me something that I, I swear to God, like, he, he gave me the best advice. Okay. He says, here's what you do. You have an opener that tells people who you are. You have a closer that you know is going to get some laughs. And fucking play in the middle. Just play in the middle. It's Okay. He says, but you have to know who you are and what you're walking off the stage with. And, dude, like, that right there has given me so much confidence. Because now when I get ready to go up on stage, I know I have to tell them who I am. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I have to have a closer that I think is going to be strong enough to, to get me off that stage. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I just and didn't. then in the middle, just fucking have a blast. And so that's what I do. And so like I tell people like, give me a two minute like, so I know where my closer is going to be. Mm-hmm. Roughly, I can switch my closer in and out because I have a few that I think are kind of okay. I'm moving through. Yeah. Through. And I try. And when I have people come out to see me, I try and put something new every time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm too having... young to not to not have a new joke. If I can't write a new joke <laughs> in two weeks, I shouldn't be have. I shouldn't have a fucking mic in my hand. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, I uh, I struggle with it as far as with uh, 
with writing. I, I have just tons of ideas and come up with stuff, and I'll scratch them down on, you know. Uh, I do have notebooks, and but sometimes it's just getting to it at times. Uh, you, you know, type it in my phone or a receipt paper or an envelope or whatnot, and then I have, like, this file of stuff that I'm, like, organizing. But for the most part, I've, I've been a been trying just different pieces with with that shock humor to a degree. But trying to use use some type of shock but with some type of I don't know, like some philosophical laughing at, you know, just specific lives or I think or you can have shock. Yeah, and I think you can have shock as long as it's real. Right. Yeah, I think if you're trying to manifest it, you're going to Like try too hard in a sense. Yeah. yeah. You know? And you know there's I mean? moments I've had those where I put stuff out there where I'm just like like and I'm really trying to push it and the more that I try and really push it and sell it to a degree mm-hmm. and I, I feel like the more I'm thinking about it like oh, how I, I gotta, gotta figure this out yeah the harder that I do that a lot of times they sense it like I'm really trying to like right. get them like it and it just locks them up more and the yeah. times that I've felt a little bit more free flowy just in the sense of my own anxiety oh dude it just I haven't like killed it yet but I've gotten some some good like flow through with a couple of jokes and see and like my shock like the the comics that I love that were shock comics were like Ralphie May, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. But Ralphie May, dude, he would. But that's. But here's the deal: he would shock you, and then throw six or seven tags right on top that were fucking worse than the <laughs> first two that you were like, oh god, like you know what I mean, like. Yeah. And he was, dude. He was. Uh, I've I've grown up with comics that have loved him like a brother. Yeah. And and they they did right by him, and so like on that and that's and like that's why I haven't gone into that joke. Oh, that really? joke that we talked about. Okay. Too soon. It was just that. Because when did when did he pass away? It was uh, probably two months ago. Okay. You know what I mean? But that's but that but that joke, even though I didn't know Ralphie, mm-hmm. like, dude, I love that guy. Well, yeah, you have a sense of respect for him. Yeah. You know? And it's like I don't like I would never want to throw that joke out there and it'd be like uh you know what I mean? Like if it Well how but many people are gonna connect with Ralphie and me to, to you know Probably everybody that hears this fucking conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? But For a moment, I forgot we were like recording this. <laughs> See, that's what's so great about some of these is that that's when people have that's when these conversations work out is when people forget. That's why I didn't have like earphones on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's different. Yeah. I've uh, I've done a few recordings, not like a podcast or anything. But um, that's why I, that's why I invested on the fantastic arms. Dude, you know, I, you the whole I think thing. I have. A, yep. <laughs> I have the same setup, same arms, yeah. And I'm gonna steal this idea. I'm gonna do some some version of it. You want to know this? Okay, so what what Albert's pointing at? Oh yeah, is a, um, <laughs> is the uh, it's the base that my uh, microphone booms fit into, and so this base is a set of uh, four by fours. Is that or no two by twos? Yeah, two by twos. I guess. I would- Something like that. I just picked it out at the hardware store. Yeah. And so, <laughs> actually, I'll tell you exactly what this is. These are the posts there you on go. Like a fence post. fence post on a prefab fence. Okay? <laughs> and so, um, this 
when I was living at my parents' house after the second divorce, I got my puppy, that big ass dog that you met, Weatherby. And you can, you've heard him throughout the podcast. <laughs> and so he was fucking eating everything in my parents' house. And so I had to build a fence to cordon him off so you to a certain section of that house. Dude. And so I ended up, I had, um, my dad's like, here, here's your fucking fence back. You know what I mean? And so like, <laughs> I, I had all this wood. So I cut it up. I bought some brackets. And I thought, well, if I can just go ahead and, and figure out this little thing, it'll be heavy enough to hold the booms. I can move this thing wherever. No. And so, like, if I want to go and, and set up at, let's say, your house to start your podcast, I can literally put all the stuff in my car, set up, and be rolling in, 50, in 20 minutes. But the, even the way it looks, I mean, the way it's laid out on the table, it looks like a decorative centerpiece to a degree. It's got I mean, fucking duct tape on it, bro. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you totally at I'm, I'm totally telling you, dude. They could totally swing at Christmas. You probably could. If you take some, like, evergreen something and put some candles <laughs> in it and drop it on top, you just take the boom arms out. It's there, and you can see. It, it, All you gotta do is put the. I've had, I've had. A, you're the second person that's told me, dude. Like, dude, I love this thing. Like the way the wood fits your wood table. Exactly. Like, the, the contrast. It looks so good. No, it like, fits. That's all stuff. I'm like, dude, that's like 99 cents toward duct tape holding on to some, some. Uh, so the pads underneath these little things down here. Those, okay. Yeah, that's why those. That's why the duct tape's there, so Wait. it doesn't scratch the table. Like coasters. No, no, they're they're. Um, uh, foam door hangers that kids can make different like uh, keep out signs on. Don't put it on, kids. They're yours. Well, no, I bought them for that. I don't know. No, it's kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it was. That's all it was. No, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. Like, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, they kind of. I have some too. Yeah, the where, foam uh, squiggly thingies. Yeah, make all kinds of cool stuff out of them. Yeah, but that's yeah. all it is, man. Yeah. I. Gonna steal this idea to a degree. It's simple, man. I think I may have some extra wood in the back, dude. I'll give it to you. No, I, I have a uh, <laughs> table I have to the part of the backyard that I made out of fencing. It was a little garden table, and I'm just like, I, it's I have functional. This, the same stuff. I'm like, perfect. It's functional and works, man. Yeah, I don't want to spend money. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that you got a 10 month old, what's that like, dude, being a dad now? Dude, it's. Boy or girl? Girl. 10 month old. Oh, God. I'm gonna say the same thing I tell all my friends that have girls. What's that? I got two boys. Okay. I have to worry about two penises. You got to worry about all of them. <laughs> Maybe. Because she hasn't gotten to the point of deciding her gender, sexuality. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I may have to worry about, like, other vaginas or something. Trying to jump into it. Um, you know, all these different pronouns. Ten, stuff, ten months old. So but she... Yeah. She's uh, she's she bo- started taking step yet? Yeah, she's been uh, standing up and pulling herself along like tables and her little walker and uh, stands up every so often, mm. just balancing without holding on to anything and kind of kind of tries to take a step to a degree. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, she she's just all over the place, crawling and super no words yet, but a lot of like noises and attempts to like that, that babble and. I had a I had a friend of mine tell me one time. I was like, you know what? No one's gonna. There's a there's a few things that no one's gonna tell you. You're gonna have a kid, and when you have <laughs> this kid, you're gonna think that you're supposed to have this affection towards your child. Oh no, there's and you will not have any of it. 
Like it's that you're 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 not going to you're going to think oh should I feel this way and you're like yeah I should feel this way so that's why I'm feeling this way <laughs> but you don't feel that way like and it's not going to happen until that kid turns about really about eighteen months and at that point all their personalities going to be coming in their words are going to start coming oh, in yeah, yeah, yeah. and that kid is going to turn into so much fun. Really? And, and it's just, there's going to be so, it's just going to be a different experience. It may be different for you. No, because people are always saying, like, you know, parenting and child rearing and, like, it sucks, I hate it, and whatnot. And, no, yeah, you don't yeah. get that. Who do you hang out with? There's pretty positive people over there. Well, no, no the, like, no, but, like, for me, like, it was, <laughs> like, I, I really had that. I, I was glad that I was given that, that, hey, it's okay to feel disconnected. Yeah. You know, as a man, it's okay to feel disconnected. No, it's it's different in the sense of, and part of part of like even my own personality, like, uh, is I use a lot of sarcasm going in the the opposite direction of what anyone has just said, just taking it to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, with uh, yeah, it's this this difference. I noticed like a a little different connection that my wife has with with our baby versus you know mine to a degree because you know. She grew her, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, <laughs> she she grew her, man. And that was one of one of the jokes and stuff. I we kind of joke around about is like, dude, you're growing a human. It's yeah, insane. Like, it's growing literally. Right. And um, I'm sitting here saying it. You know, it's a human brain. It's a bit until it comes out. Exactly. Like yeah, that's time. the argument. Said I joke around with like the, uh, the the abortion argument to a degree. Like the whole when did life start? Oh, yeah. You know, when did his life begin? And uh, I'm like, well, according to our government, it begins the time we pop out because that's when we get our social security card, that's when we be claimed on taxes, and that's right. when we matter. Yeah. Well, on paper. Yeah. And before that, it's like, oh, okay. My driver's license. Right, 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 right. Look, looking at, you know, wanting to drink beer a little bit, you know, nine months earlier than, you know, I was allowed <laughs> to. Or, sure. You know, you look at... Uh, I, think that, I think if you're... so. Like I think that if you're able to join the military, I think if you have a military card, oh yeah, you should be able to drink. I agree. If someone can fucking shoot at you with a with a fucking flag on your shoulder, well, you should be able to lose some of your uh, inhibitions over a couple of cores or whatever it is no, that exactly. you want to fucking drink. But I just I don't know. I think or that, even that's the government saying, "Hey, will you go kill that person for us?" Yeah, but you can't drink that beer. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like that, you know I mean? that kind of gets to me. I mean, but on the other hand, like I'm perfectly fine with not letting someone have like rent a car until 25. I get it. Like, you know what I mean? Eh. No, 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 that's fine. I don't have a problem no, with that. No problem. I do. I, no way. No, I don't. Not anymore. Eh, maybe. Dude, you don't even know who the fuck you are until you're 25. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, a lot of us don't know who we are until we're like, you know. I'm telling you. Kiss your, loved ones and goodbye. And like, I finally figured it out. Your brain's not done cooking until <laughs> you're 25, son. No, you're Yeah, I'm talking to you. Drink your wine. <laughs> she tells me all the time, you want to get married? No, you're not old enough. You're not even grown yet. What happened? Say, say she's sticking her tongue out at me. Support his case. I'm <laughs> helping it. I'm just observing. I'm just observing. I'm just pointing things out. That's it. That's all I saw. You know, just kind of supporting that. 
That's hilarious. Dude, yeah. It's, uh, no, it's trippy, yeah. Yeah, the brain doesn't start to stop developing until 2025. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, dude. The prefrontal cortex. That thing. But anyway, so the, uh, so with your, uh, with your little one, are you, uh, so, so you're living with your, with your wife's parents. Actually, wife's father. Wife's father. Yeah, so, uh, okay. her parents are divorced and, um, mom or my mother-in-law lives literally around the corner, dude, with like maybe two minute drive or so from, oh, cool. from her father's house. So real close. And, are your parents, uh, alive and involved or? Yes and no. <laughs> no? Yes, uh. My dad's alive, kicking. They're around. dead, but they're really involved. We just chain her to the fucking <laughs> to the headstone. <laughs> no, dude, like they're always fucking haunting my shit and just like you know scribbling things on the mirror and like moving the. No, are your parents alive or no? No, actually, uh, my my dad's still alive. My mom passed away 10, 11, 11 years ago, twelve years ago, twelve years ago. How old are you? Thirty-seven. Oh, okay, so I was twenty-four. I was twenty-four when she passed. Really? And, uh, yeah, she passed away of, uh, breast cancer. When I was, like, 17, she was diagnosed with, like, stage 4. Oh, man. And, uh... Sorry to hear that. No, it's... It's cool. It's, uh... I mean... It's it's a part of it. It's... When I say it, like, life. But, uh, wasn't sure, you know... I wasn't expecting to, you know, lose my mom at that time. And, um... At least at 17. And then she was going through treatments, which, um... Really got the, uh... The cancer... It didn't get rid of it just really subdued it and just got it under control and she lived a real good seven years after that first diagnosis mm-hmm. was like you got like four months so really? she went for like a whole another seven years after that wow yeah so did she was uh, did she do the mastectomy thing or was it just yeah she had a mastectomy and then went through she did do chemo the first the very initial diagnosis mm-hmm. And um, I don't know exactly what she did it back then. I don't. I don't remember. And um, my parents were pretty secretive in the sense of really sharing details to a degree. Try to protect you. Yeah. And because um, I have two younger brothers as well, so there's you know five of us. I have two older sisters, two younger wow. brothers. Yeah. Right. Right smack in the middle. You know. And um, so the oh God, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, he said it was stuck to me, and then... Oh, yeah, the... Uh, she didn't do chemo the first round. Correct. The, so the treatment that that she was using, it was some type of drip. I, I just remember her going to um, like a treatment center and hanging out on a, on an IV for a few hours and stuff. And that's why I was like, are you sure you're not doing any type of like chemo? Because that's what something yeah. chemo is. Yeah. And she said no, it was something else. But, um, yeah, it, it kept her going for that, that entire seven years, and then... Right around uh, 2005, like January 2005, she went feeling too hot and started going to the doctor again. And the doctor was like, Were your parents together at that time? Yeah, my parents yeah. do their, I think they're married for almost 30 years, 20 something maybe, 28. I remember they had their 25th wedding anniversary when I was like 14, so 30 something years. No, they were like almost 40. So, but uh, yeah, during that time, um, they, yeah, they're together. No separation, or divorce. I, that I'm aware of. I don't know. Yeah. But um, I'm not sitting there saying like, well, I think they did. I don't know. But they didn't. How did? How's your dad taking it? It's been. You said it's been about seven, ten years now. Twelve. It's been, it's been about 12. twelve. 
And, uh, I mean, he's doing, doing pretty well. And, I mean, on anniversaries and with holidays and stuff, you know, you, you, you feel the, uh, I guess, the loss or the, the, you know, the feeling and memory of, you know, even though it's been 12 years, you still kind of, like, something is missing. This is different back to what we used to, you know, um, when we do talk about stories. Because mm-hmm. there's stories that do pop up when mom, mom was around. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Or, you know, it, it just kind of, you know, give, like, a little tearjerk to a degree. And then it's, like, kind of moving on. It's like one of those, like, like happy, sad tears, if that makes sense. No, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those, like, yeah. I haven't lost a parent. Um, yeah. I wish I would have by now. My <laughs> biological father is a fucking asshole, but... Um, How old is he? Is he there yet? <laughs> uh, he he came close to dying. I talked him into start taking nitroglycerin and changing his diet. Okay. Yeah, this was back when I was like thirteen or maybe even younger than that. He had a heart attack. Oh wow! And, but he was like a massive smoker and so and also an alcoholic and so like even though you see me drinking like whiskey, mm-hmm. like I I don't drink a whole lot. Like I know you see me probably take down like two of these things, but I'm probably gonna be done for the rest of life. <laughs> but um. But yeah, he was like, there's a, I guess the thing is, is that like, I don't, I think that would be so difficult. I have a really good friend at work and she lost her mom. Um, I think it's been, it's been probably about like seven or maybe even 10 years and she's still, she'll still get emotional talking yeah, about it. You yeah. know what I mean? And there's moments and stuff, but it, it isn't like this like it was, you know, a few months after, after she's passed, you know, mm-hmm. that was, that was different, but now it's, um, it was, you know, heavier then, and, you know, it's a, a bit lighter, and it does pop up from time to time, but, uh, I mean, moments like even when, like, my daughter was born, and even getting pregnant, and announcing, and stuff like that, it's, you know, those moments do come up, like, oh, it fucking sucks, but... Has your dad started dating anybody, or do you... Yeah, he's been dating, he's been dating a bit, and it's, it's... It's fu- at the beginning it was it was funny, but now it's uh, still funny. Yeah. <laughs> and but uh, he's been with this uh, with his girlfriend for uh, dude, I can't remember. It's been maybe like two or three years, maybe longer, four, maybe four years, I think, something like that. Yeah. And uh, now she's cool. He like he's happy. He do they travel? He's actually retiring in January. And they've been traveling a lot. They jumped over to uh, they went to England, France. They went to Japan not too long ago. I think last year, six months ago. Um, and they'll take trips and cruises and do things. And um, I mean, she's independent. She has like you know her her own house and yeah. has her own job. And does she have kids? She does have kids, and we haven't met them yet. She hasn't or. They haven't uh, set anything up as far as, oh, it's going to hang out with kids. And Is that going to be weird when you're sitting there with, like having a Thanksgiving together with all these people? Or? I don't think it would be weird. I think some siblings might be a bit weirded out by it and stuff. Too. Yeah. But um, I would be totally cool with it. What's, the, what's your uh, your youngest brother's age, roughly? Oh, this, oh dude. He was, I'm struggling with this. I'm 37, so he's born in 85. I was 81. So 30, I suck at math, dude. Hold on. So 85 would be... And I'm not even a good brother because I should know my brother's birth. <laughs> How old he is he? 32? Yeah. Uh, 32, 33. 85, so he was born in August. And yeah, 33. Yeah. So, um, and my other brother is 35. 
turned 36 this month. And then you have two older sisters. How's the oldest? The oldest is 42. Okay, well, my age. 43? Well, no, well, yeah. 74. I'm, I'm younger than her. I'm two years younger than her. Okay. Yeah. She's right. 74, and then my other sister's uh, 41. What do they think about you doing comedy? They kind of laugh at it in the sense of, like, really? Have they gone and seen you? Uh, a couple, not everyone's seen me. My dad's come out. My dad and his girlfriend. Uh, my nieces. Mm. Uh, my my sister Marcy's come out. Um, I'm trying to think who else has come out. Some friends, like family friends, like my like yeah, yeah, my yeah. mom. Some of my mom's friends came out. It was, it was, oh really? It, it tripped them out, dude. It was, they're like. Oh, that's crazy. Your mom's how, how you're being supported by yeah, your yeah. mom's support group. Yeah, and then actually, do you ever my, think of it that way or no? No, I never thought about it like that. And growing up, we called it the Coco's Club, like her and friends. Uh huh. And they would always go out to uh, Coco's on like like Wednesday nights or something to go have like freaking pie and coffee and just go oh. you know, <laughs> yeah catch up on all the bunko happenings and what up you know what whatnot and. Um, yeah, it was the bunko, not the bunko club, but the uh, the. The, the Coco's Club. Yeah. And, um, yeah, my friend, actually Tony's, uh, ex-wife is, was the one who came out and was, you know, support and saw and I was like, well, I, I didn't expect, I don't even know how she, she heard. And, you had heard about it. Yeah, I had yeah. people, I had people show up to, um, I had one of my, um, one of my, like, roommates that, I had lived with for like a year mm-hmm. like his wife's parents came out to see me one time really and I was just like like, like just happened to be there or like no like they they, had, they, they were like they had become friends on my Facebook page okay and they they like knew that I had this show coming up and okay. they surprised me and so that's cool and so I've, I've gotten a lot of love from like people that I didn't even expect it you yeah. know what I mean and and so it's been um it's been it's been an interesting ride. Like I uh, I think that um, I think uh, the the support that you have, you know, is it means so much, you know. And I but I didn't know that. Like, like I said, I'm getting to know you. Yeah. Like real time, like with, no, with, yeah. with a recorder, and like I just I I think my mom my mom texted me, uh, and she she asked me what I wanted for for Christmas. Okay. And I and I know that they're kind of struggling. Okay. And I said, I just want you to hug me and tell me that you're proud of me. That's awesome. You know, and so it's just like because I, I know I'm not going to have that. You know, I'm not going to have it every day. Yeah, that's one and of so, things, it's and those so, life things that you get connected to. Yeah, my dad's my dad's seventy, God, seventy four now. Okay. Yeah, my dad's so, turning seventy. Yeah, he just he just had a birthday, and I I was like, you know what. Got my work done. Yeah. I, I, I said, I'm going to work a half day. Called him up. I said, put on a shirt. I'm taking you golfing. I'm taking exactly. golfing. And so it's just like, I, I, don't, I know I'm not going to have every single... I'm not going to have... I don't know how many birthdays I'm going to have. I just don't. And so it's like, I think there's a lot of times people people forget that. They take advantage of it. They think it's always going to be there. Like, in a sense, like a guarantee. Yeah. Like tomorrow's guaranteed or next week or whatever. Or even this person's going to be around. One of the best things my mom ever told me is that, you know, babe, you, you never want to live a life with regret. Do for, do for people when, when they're here. Yeah. Because you, you don't want to be standing there 
thinking I wish I would have. You know? And I think in, to, a, to a large extent, I, I think that's why I've, I live the way that I've had. Yeah. I think that's why I do what I do with my boys. Yeah. What's it like being a dad to boys? It's fun, man. Like, it's it's fun. Like, I got... I have... Uh, so, <laughs> I have... I have Matthew, who's eight. I have Joshua, who's ten. And they are either side of my coin. Okay. So, Josh is very, very sensitive. Can cry at a, at a, at a snap of a, a just a, 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 a drop of a hat. Oh, you look? <laughs> and I get, I can get emotional mm-hmm. and I can, like, but no one wants to see a guy that's six, six, four and 350 pounds crying, but I can get real emotional when I talk about things. Yeah. And so I know what it's like to to not really have full control of your emotions. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about that on stage about how he'll like he started crying when I asked what he wanted for his birthday. Like I'm like, what the fuck's <laughs> wrong with you? You know what I mean? And then there's Matthew. And Matthew is just so hilarious. He's quick witted. He's the life of the party. Like he is just he's just <laughs> so much fun. And I and I I remember telling him, like back when I was still with his mom and I said, you know what, babe, like, I, I was telling mom the other day, like, I can't wait until you're old enough. And, like, we can go hunting, and we can drink, we can go have beers, Definitely and we cool. can hang out. And he looked at me, and he was, I want to say he was maybe four. And he says, he says, well, dad, um, we can go hunting right now, <laughs> and you can buy me root beer. <laughs> cool, and he was like, and I said, I can't take you hunting because you never <laughs> shut up. And he's like, well, you can put duct tape on my mouth and not my eyes, okay? <laughs> and I was like, oh. dude. So that's a, that's what it's like. I mean, he's it's um, it's like anything, man. I mean, you're. I heard uh, I heard a comic say, you know. Uh, you know, you, you realize that you're enough. And I don't think I've realized that yet. But when he said it, it kind of made sense. Like, because I think I'm, I've always, how like you said, be positive about yourself. Yeah. But, like, just just being there for them is is enough for them. You don't have to, You, you they just want to be with you. Right. They yeah. want to have that, that time with you. No. It's not about <clears throat> what you buy them. It's not about what you... And if that's what... If, if, if your kid is looking to, to see what you bought them, well, then you fucked up as a parent. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's your fault. That's not the kid's fault. And the thing is, is that it's because you thought that whatever was on the other end of that receipt was going to buy you the time that you wanted to be fucking selfish. So, <laughs> so my thing is, is that when they're here... I just try and be the best that I can for them. So I was kind of picking up, like, kind of pulling some advice out of that as far as... It sounds like you're telling me I shouldn't buy my kid any gifts. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. You buy him a fucking pear for Christmas, <laughs> and they're like, Oh, I love pears! I'm like, fuck yeah, you love pears. Let's go outside and throw catch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. No, yeah. When it comes down to, like, kids and relationships and, like, parent-child stuff... A lot of times it's, it's, we, as parents get caught up with, like, sometimes with just gadgets and giving, like, material when it comes down to, like, having a roof over our head or, you know, making sure that they're in, you know, good schools or getting the proper schooling that they think they should get or, 
um, you know, playing sports and things like that, where, yeah, you can send them and have them do all that stuff. But what, when it really comes down to it, it's that connection, that relationship. And a lot of times, you know, you can see the, the disconnect or even the, yeah, disconnect between the deterioration or the, the weak relationship in a sense. It's just like real quick, high bye and boom. What I, what I would say is as, as, an, as a fairly experienced parent to a new parent, just... And you already don't look at Facebook, so God bless you. <laughs> but tell them stories. You know what I mean? How like, do you know? Let them sit on your lap and just and just make up stories. Like sit there and, and tell fantastic stories. Let them so you're saying, like, fill be, stuff in. Like be playful and use imagination. Use your imagination. Imagination, imaginary type of. Yeah, sing, sing journey songs to them. No, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, just just yeah, whatever it is that's what I've been doing. that you love. They're not the Journey songs, but uh, I mess around with guitar, and um, yeah, we'll have guitar time. That's uh, awesome. She has, like, this little, like, toy piano that makes makes just basic piano sounds, and mm-hmm. she plays with that every so often, and got her a little, like, bongo drum. So, Sweet. So I've been doing that stuff, um, like, even with... Um, even with what I do for work, I'm a marriage and family therapist. Are you? Yeah. Awesome. Honey, I found our new therapist. Uh, Yay! So I, only work, I, I only work with kids. I only work with kids. Kids. Children. Children. Well, but, technically, well, we she's have... old enough to be my child. Well, that's adolescence. So. Oh. You're young enough to be your child? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, uh, when it comes down to, like, I have a lot of training in play therapy. In play therapy just dips into that that imaginary the the expressive the the basically like the soul our psyche and the the first language of just like people or children is play and toys are the words and they're not at the you know the level developmentally to be able to really express oh today at school I had a very difficult day and I became very frustrated when you know Tommy sat there and just you know elbowed me so, you know, I, I couldn't help myself, and I hit them. And kids don't talk like that. Yeah. You know, it's like, at times, or, you yeah. know, it's sadness, crying, or other types of behaviors that are like, All right, something's going on. But they can't, you know, verbally tell you in a sense. That's where, you know, play comes in. Yeah. They'll describe things, not in a sense in a conscious way, but also through an unconscious, it's going to kind of come out of their play. You'll see it in their drawings, their art, their even their storytelling with toys. As they begin to tell a story and narrate, it's just insane how it looks as if it's just play, but it's a bit deeper where there may have been an experience with, you know, maybe some type of like home violence or you know, seen something pretty pretty scary, like an accident or something. That stuff will come out in the play. Right. And right. not in a direct like this is what I saw last night. It's it just they'll begin to just dive into it like this type of story, right. and and through that you know, either we can do it directively or non-directively. Meaning, as a therapist, you can like have specific ways or uh, routes you would want to kind of guide the client to a degree, or you know, certain questions or prompts to see where it goes. And other times, it's just like oh, it's completely uh, like uh, client-led or child-centered in the sense where you just let them kind of just. They lead, and you follow. 
and you really just kind of reflect and validate and you know track in the sense of like you kind of narrate what they're doing. How did you get started in that? Did you uh, did you want to be a, a child therapist when? No, when you first started? <laughs> no, I I completely no I, I didn't completely fall into it, but um. Originally, when I went to school, I wanted to be a high school history teacher. And okay. One of the main reasons. I but there was no future in it? I guess not. What do you mean? I, I totally missed that shit. Oh, really? Yeah. History, a history future. future? No. See, that's why we're together. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I, I get his lame dad jokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to work on your dad joke humor, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the, um, Oh uh, yeah, I wanted to be a history teacher just to get the uh, the summers off and stuff, and um, going to Chafee College. I went to Chafee College uh-huh. and took a few psych courses, and I was like, Dude, "This shit's awesome!" And a little bit of sociology and, and some philosophy, and it was just like, "Dude, like human beings are freaking insane and fun, and like what makes us tick?" And and also, there, there's a few people that I know that you know, little cuckoo or you know, like family members. I mean, we all have family members and. Yeah. our own our own craziness and uh, you know dysfunction that we have and just looking at it and you know how to find that happiness and be comfortable and get what you want out of life and that's where it really kind of like sprouted and so I majored in psychology switched my major transferred over to UCR and finished up over there and got a degree in psychology and then realized you can't get a job with a bachelor's in psychology with anything in psychology, it's just like what the dude like this is wait a minute I was supposed to have a job you know yeah but um ended up kind of looking through different county jobs I also lifeguarded too during while I was in school I worked at Santa Fe Dam as a lifeguard and um uh had experience through LA County so I was like oh dude I'll check out Riverside County and started looking at um anything that had counseling in it yeah you know job postings and there was a posting for a group counselor Oh, cool. It's with the probation department. Oh, sweet, dude. That sounds fun. Hanging out with like kids in juvenile hall and kind of like, oh, they, are we making right choices, dude? Yeah. It was like, all right, you know, that sounds cool. So I applied, go through like the background and interview process, and the title kept saying group counselor. And they said, like, oh, on the unit, you'll, you know, be counseling other kids and making sure, yeah. They kind of, I don't say they played it down. Maybe I didn't pay attention to it. I was just, you know, focused on counselor. Right. But it was basically a correctional officer job. They're like, all right, here's some oh. pepper spray. Here's some cuffs. Here's a radio. This is how you, here's a few lessons on how to restrain and arm oh, bar people. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? So I was basically a, a guard in juvenile hall. And You're like, like, we're not singing Kumbaya? Yeah. Like- <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I was like, I'm not an office? <laughs> Dude. It was just like, oh shit, what the fuck did I just step into to a degree? I, like, yeah. I knew it was going to be in the hall, but I was like, I'm a fucking guard. I thought I was going to be more of like a, like a counselor and like, hey, let's go, go talk somewhere. This is like, no, you got to keep order and make sure no one like hurts someone yeah. else or tries to run away or you know, breaking up fights. And well, that's a shit show. Like, talk about a bait and switch. Oh, talk about a shit show. Yeah, we had to watch... And monitor, monitor restroom time. So basically, I had to figure out when we were, you know, you need to take a sit down or stand up. You know, what is it? Four people at a time. They have to take the paper in front of you and take it with them to the stall. The stall is about like chest high, like the partition. So you, everyone's like, hey, what's going on over there? 
You have any more paper? No talking, you know, type stuff. Really? Yeah, so... So you were a, you were a Chinese bathroom owner? Yeah, basically. Dude, I was watching was like, An Idiot Abroad, and I was go. like... And, and so, like, it's like there's no doors. Nothing. You know what I mean? It was at least... Yeah, and I was and there's, so there's this so there's this Asian guy and I know there, we shouldn't be talking about this like but you're talking about this, like really serious things but so there's this Asian guy we're seeing everything man there's an Asian guy <laughs> at work right and I didn't know that the person next to me was Asian until I saw his shoes outside of the oh the like, stall yeah <laughs> but dude this guy was taking a real sensual shit like he, he, he was standing on the bull huh? no, no 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 like the guy sits down next to me and. And he's just like, oh, oh, like you know what I mean, like oh. making like these like real sensual he was noises really and getting into the vibration to. But really then there was like some plops. move it through. And then I was like, Did you say props, plops, oh, plops. I was like, yeah. Dude, and then I'm thinking like, who the fuck does that? And then I realized it was the Chinese guy in our office. And that's how you make sure that you get some like you, you divert the <laughs> eyes. When your bathroom doesn't have a fucking door on it. I see. You know what I mean? I really think that that's what he was doing. And I think he probably learned that. Probably yeah. as a younger person. Maybe. And I think he's just like, hey, that's how you get it. I was last week. But anyway. Oh, you learned it last week. Seems like doing it a while. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, back to your story where you were monitoring yeah, teens take dumps. Dude. Yeah, so that was... There was never any, like, stupidness happening in the sense of, like, fights popping off and people just being maybe just, like, annoyed with each other. But, um, yeah, I did that for, like, six, no, four years. And then in the middle of it, I just realized, I'm like, dude, I don't want to work and do the shift work. Shift work, it's horrible. I dislike, I don't know what you guys do, like, as far as shift work, it's, the morning shift was from 7 a.m. to 3, 3 p.m., and then, uh, so that was shift two. Shift three was 11, no, 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. And then shift one was 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. So, yeah, so we had to, we, we would uh, shift around every six months. So we'd bounce around between one of those three. So, so how long, so. That was like, I'm like, no, no. So sucks. how long were you in juvenile hall? in that job is that what it was you yeah know? So, so how long were you there it was uh, four years I was there for four oh, years fuck, dude, that wasn't even just a short time no dude it was a good while I, I kind of kicked myself a little bit I should have stayed one extra year then when I quit I would have been able to get uh, paid out with a little I think a little bit of uh, sick time I think if I stay five years you get half of it or something oh, okay. but I was like, oh, it's not worth it yeah but um, about my second year that's when I played at grad school and, um, cause I was like, dude, I, I need to get out of here. I, I don't want to work here and do this. And I, t- I talked to a couple of, um, uh, therapists that worked in the hall and I was like, all right, what route did you do? And, you know, do you like it here? Is it, you know, right. started asking questions and then started reading up on it. And I'm like, I'm doing it. So I applied to grad school and uh, went to the university of Laverne nice. and, um, yeah, it just knocked that out in about, it was three years. It was supposed to be two and a half, but work kind of fucked me over on a shift where I couldn't go full-time. Uh, so, really? Yeah, yeah and uh, yeah. it kind of delayed me a little bit, but it worked out. You know, I finished in three years, and um, as soon as I graduated, put in my two weeks, and you know, tried to burn all my sick time by calling off. 
<laughs> last two weeks, it was just like, hell yeah. Here we go. Um, so how long have you been uh, a counselor now? Dude, I've been doing it since... Um, like real counselor, not like... Yeah, since 2009. Yeah, I, I did a field work placement, basically like an internship um, from, for about a, about a year. And uh, uh, My dog's my uh, over there, like, acting crazy. Whether it be Crate. Crate. Good boy. Sorry. No, yeah, I have like I've been working on stuff about transitioning from being a dog owner to a parent. Oh, really? <laughs> it's, there's, there's really not a big difference <laughs> to a degree. There. Oh, sorry. There's really not a big difference, especially when they start to get older. Because you know, George's you age. Okay, yeah, there's a difference, but like eight and ten, instead of crate, it's okay. Sit on oh, the stairs for time out. Room? Yeah, or or go to your room. Like there's no. Like, where's your safe place? Let's go like reset. I told her. Yeah. She's like, she's like, how is it that you're so calm on certain issues? I said, I'll tell you how. Because you haven't been on your way to Easter and have shit stick out, like go flying out of someone's neck hole in the <laughs> back seat. Well, yeah, that's going to happen one day, bro. You're going to be like getting ready to go somewhere and you have your little baby in the back seat and then you're going to be driving and they're going to start crying and you're not going to know why they're crying. You pull over and their shit flying out of their neck hole because they've had like all of this. Oh, their clothes, or there's like your yeah. hole in the dude. I have thrown <laughs> away I don't know how many outfits because explosive shit has like gone the out back. the diaper, like up the back. <laughs> yeah, like fucking old faithful, right out the right out the neck hole, dude, all up on the neck. Haven't got that yet. But um, oh, it's gonna happen, bro. No, yeah. you know, I've had I had similar stories like that with my wife, but nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> with my kid yet. <laughs> Is she I mean, allergic to carrots? Not anymore. Oh, <laughs> they back her up. Yeah, <laughs> I can't control what happens. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I think our dinner's ready. It is. Oh, awesome, dude. Yeah. Dude, we've, we've been uh, going at this for over two hours. Really? It's been two? Yeah. No, dude, I can, like, I enjoy enjoy talking. I mean, that's why. Like, that's sometimes, what you do. <laughs> no, like, we set, like, uh, like this is going to be the, yeah, like, we're literally, this, this is the, the least that uh, you've gotten paid in the last, I don't know how many years, right? I'm just paying with, like, a little pork loin. No, I've been paid less. <laughs> I don't pay way less. <laughs> dude. But yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Do you have any upcoming shows? No, actually, um, I just I just did one uh, last Sunday, but um, yeah, nothing yet. Uh, I keep checking, you know, doing auditions and things. And the open mic in Claremont is actually canceled. Uh, this um, yeah, on on first, Friday, yeah, first yeah, yeah, first so um, I know there's a so I'm not too. I haven't put that much time and effort in finding stuff just yet, but uh, I do know. We're gonna go out. I've been. I've, that's one of the things I've been fighting with. I was like, dude, I have this fucking dream that I've wanted to do for so long, and I feel like I'm being lazy. And then, and I was talking to one of my coworkers, and I'm like, dude, like I literally have the opportunity yeah. to live my dream. Yeah. It's like saying I want to grow up and play for the fucking Yankees. And then the Yankees are like, hey, we need a third baseman. Watch, come play. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I gotta wake up at three in the morning. How do I want to be there tonight? It's like, what the fuck are you doing? But then again, on the other hand, I gotta wake up at 3 in the morning to go do my real job. Right. And so I can't be out until midnight out in LA and get a half hour of sleep. And yeah, then it's wonder, tough. It's tough, right? Yeah. But, um, but sometimes it, you, there's those, those moments where it, it's, it's, it's going to work dude. out and get through it. 
But um, it's this is one of the main reasons of like you know hitting you up and, and saying yeah dude let's do this is uh, that that's part of my own trying to get out there and, and spark it. I have a hard time doing things specifically on my own at times, mm-hmm. and especially like with something like this of kind of exposing myself, putting myself into some something new. Especially yeah. like this. This is this is for me. It's like kind of kind of freaky, but it, it's fun. We're gonna but, start um, going out. Like I, I've talked to a few comics that have, that have like their own like shows and open mics. Yeah, we're gonna get out there. We're gonna start doing it more often. Yeah, there's been right. um, as a, yeah, the whole reason just to it's easier with with others and like minded people and you know kind of shooting for the same thing and enjoy some of the same stuff too. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally down. Awesome. So you're good. Dude. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming. You're in. Awesome. Thank you for you know bringing me in and. In Mongo's house, dude. All right. (laughs) Love you, everybody. Bye-bye.